three, two, one. We are on the air. Hey guys, thesis, everything is everything. I am your host, Jay Marie. It is Easter Sunday, and I decided to break quarantine. And you know where I headed to? My favorite spot, the bunker, of course. Just wanted to hang out with my bud and great friend, Dean. Uh, host of Mind of Mankind. If you haven't heard it, you need to. Check it out. And I just wanted to come and hang out and have a drink and a little conversation. So we are just doing this on the fly. So there's really no pre-planned uh, um, there's no pre-planned idea of what the show is going to be about or anything so we're just hanging out having a good time i hope you guys are having a good time too with your family hope you're holding it down uh as far as the little corona update it's starting to look more and more like this thing is really starting to die down the hype is starting to die down um the numbers are starting to go down as more data comes in and certain governors as for instance here in texas uh governor abbott is already looking to make a plan to order the counties to open back up uh, to get to get people back to work and get society back going uh, because as you know there has been in the past three weeks I believe 16 million people signed up for unemployment and um, you know we know that is not a good thing and we know the cause of it so it's not it's not like that our economy is in a recession or anything like that, but this whole uh, virus pandemic um, fear threw our economy into into a into a tizzy. Um, but our economy prior to the pandemic was roaring, you know. So I think everything is gonna just get right back to normal. Um, it's gonna take a while, sure. I don't know how, how 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 ready people are ready to get back out there. I know I am, but you know there's still a lot of fear out there with people who, you know, um, might be fair, uh, afraid of still getting the virus because you know you hear the reports about a second peak or it's going to swing back around once we all get to you know once we all start socializing again. Uh, so, you know, it's still a little mixed up. Now, me personally, I'm ready. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> honestly, I live sort of like a hermit. I have a routine that I stick to pretty vigorously. Um, uh, but I am ready to to participate in events. You guys know I do Spartan races. Uh, and I'm ready to do those. We were going to have a great year planned out. Uh, the, whole, the whole plan has been, has been uh, messed up. Uh, but hopefully, as we're getting out of this situation with the with the virus, and stuff starts opening back up, and then these events will will you know because as of right now they're only they're only canceled or rescheduled through April. So as we get to the end of April, as far as Spartan is concerned, then we'll know what races are gonna go on, which ones have been rescheduled. Then we'll know the the uh, full schedule. And yeah, we're going to have a great time with that. And you guys are going to be there too. Uh, since this show isn't about fitness, you know, 
Uh, we will touch on it every once in a while, but you will part. Uh, uh, you will have updates and stuff whenever that goes down. So we're not sure when it's gonna go down. Uh, but when it does, you're gonna go right along with me for the ride. So we're gonna keep an eye on that. But I think things are getting back to normal pretty quick, and they will get back to normal pretty quick. What's up, man? What's up, bro? Welcome in, in. What you got there, man? That, that you? Nah, good. That's mine? No, that ain't even mine. <laughs> yeah, that nah. Yours, nah, I saw. So somebody sent me a picture last night of this. Well, <laughs> and and I was I was trying to figure out what he meant. You know, I was like, man, I didn't check this fucking lighter. No, no, yeah, I had a Seven Eleven lighter. Yeah. Yeah, our home, our friend Los just walked in. What up? What up? It's going down. Happy Easter, everybody. Yeah, happy Easter. Sorry, I forgot to tell you guys. Happy Easter. Um, I was just going to finish off my thought about as far as things are going to get back uh, to normal pretty quick, I think. Uh, norm, uh, numbers are coming down of, of people dying. They've, they've leveled off. People getting sick. Uh, people testing positive and not getting symptoms. Like So the no more data com is coming in, and it looks like we're going to be back to... We're going to be back to work here really soon, so just keep your head up out there. And, uh, you know, uh, we know, it's, we, we know, we trust, we trust in our ways. And, uh, yeah, things will, we'll get back, we'll get back to normal soon. So I'm happy about that. Yeah. What you been doing, bro? I like your shirt, man. Look at you, man. Safe, you going to man. church or what? Nah, man. Oh, church is closed. You can't yeah, go to church. Can't go to church. We can't go to church, people. Can you believe that? Look, this is going to be a record for the history books. Like, oh, yeah. just so y'all know, we, they closed the churches, you know, because of this Corona scare. Like, can y'all, how does that even compute? <laughs> it doesn't. Like, to me, like, what? How you gonna close a church? Crazy, man. Yeah, it is. <sighs> yeah man, I, I was just at the house and I figured, come hang out. Yeah, yeah. Nothing to do. It was boring. We did yard work yesterday, so you know, yeah. And then how it rained, it got everything muddy. So it's like you know what, it's all good. Where are you coming from? I dropped my kids off. I picked them up. Took them, tried to take them to the park, but everything's closed. Everything. So I got one little section that's not in the park, so it's just more like a little parking spot. So okay, I got the Easter basket, so I'm gonna park right there. And Take them out and let's open the Easter baskets and take some pictures. And then it rained and held on us, so we had to jump right back. In the ah, damn! So is. I just I picked them up, took them to get a damn Gatorade, and took them right back down. Ah. Basically. Gee, yeah. yeah. Oh well. What an Easter Sunday. And then look, boom! It just passed by. It's just yeah, it just passed. <laughs> like a drive-by. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then yeah, look, yeah, sun, sun shining. So it just rained on us, and it came by pretty, pretty, not, well, it was pretty strong. I was actually on the road when it came through, and there was hail, right? I felt yeah. hail coming down, yeah, too. So. Yeah. so when I got here, but then as soon as I got here, it wrapped up. It, like, it was already, like, moving through. Yeah, man. Yeah, uh, let me see. Coronavirus didn't bring the economy down. 40 years of greed and corporate malfeasance did. <laughs> oh, my goodness. 
don't even get me started. Huh? Oh, it's funny because because look, just from reading, I just read a headline of, of some article, but just from reading that headline without knowing whatever the article says talks about, I say okay, so so government never fucks nothing up, you know. Oh, government never makes any messed up rules or regulations that messed stuff up. Their hands are clean, you know. And so when I see something like that, I think, okay, that business report, if it's a newspaper or whatever. Yeah. See, they're, they're, um, <clears throat> they got their connections. They're connected at the hip to the government because they're lobbyists, whatever. So they got their hands in the tail, you know. So, so they, they want to try to push blame to some of society's problems outside of government instead of saying, Nah, look, look at these rules, or look how much you spend, or look at this, look at that. Nope. Why? Because they like that. They like getting their little side money, however they work it out. But the more and more, dude, I'm starting to, mm -mm. like, these people go in there broke, you know? And like you said, it's not about how much money you, you, you have. You know, if you earn it, great. You know, they have certain salaries. But they, some of them go in there as, as regular folk. You know, some are maybe lawyers or business owners, so they already have whatever. But these people that have been in Washington for, for a long time, 20 years, 30 yeah. years, they're millionaires. Like, their, their net worth is in the multi of millions of dollars. If, if you're a public servant and you make, you know, okay, you make your 120000 a year, whatever, fine. But how do you become a millionaire, you know? Yeah. If this is your job, your job is here in Washington. You can't be earning, you can't be working other places while you're uh, uh, working for the government, you know? So if you have a business at, back home, somebody's going to be running your business, your little tire shop or whatever, mm -hmm. while you're in Washington. You get, your, you get paid, whatever, and then once you leave, then you can run your business again. So how do these people... How do these people become millionaires? But because they got the hookup, they got the connection, and and they make laws that fills money into their pockets. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm just saying how some of these people in Washington, how they go in broke, but they come out and and their net worths are are millions of dollars. You know, like how, you know how. And we just got a another. Uh extension on a fucking disaster declaration to May 13th. May 13th? Oh, they dropped it down? Wait, March, April. Because wow. remember they were saying May 20th? Was it? Yeah, last, like, last week we were, we, it was even on the show. We were talking about, yeah, May, uh, May 20th. So they dropped it a, a, a one week. Yeah. Yeah, so see. Any uh any interesting headlines out there, Dean? Oh, by the way, yeah, no, I just told the people where, where I'm at, but he just walked into the to the bunker. Dean, mind of mankind, host. We are here, grateful for our host. Say what's up, Dean. What's going on, man? Just waiting some. Headlines. What kind of craziness we got going on out there? Not that I read headlines very often, but 
figured I'd amuse myself. <laughs> yeah. Well, <clears throat> earlier efforts would have saved more lives, <laughs> says CNN, oh. or says Fossey on from reported from CNN. I see, I see. <clears throat> Wonder if they have China as a reason why in their story. You know, when 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 I hear someone say something like what they uh, said on that right the article title, it would have would have saved more lives. Okay, would have. Um, by what measurement? Like, where do you, what data gives you that, or 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 how did you come to that conclusion that it would have? Like, what you're a swami now? <laughs> like, you can tell the future or something? Like, okay, there's sure. Okay, I understand. Okay, there's um, weather like um, the predictions, models, and stuff, right? There's weather forecasts also. Them them things are hardly ever right. So, you know, it's like, okay. I don't know. Would have saved more people. Maybe they would have. What am I, a swami? <laughs> right? They're not brain, they're not future tellers, and I'm not a future teller, so. Funny. <laughs> Well, Bloomberg says top pork producer warns of a meat shortfall. Meat shortfall. Imagine, you know, animal advocates and vegans wouldn't mind and not be affected by it. But we can honestly say for the world, if there was a meat shortfall, uh, that it'd be pretty catastrophic. And uh, not sure exactly how or why there's a shortfall. If, if maybe certain um, countries aren't, or, or even states or, or whatnot aren't making certain things essential in order to keep business as usual with um, livestock. I was wondering, same a little bit, like one of the first things that started kind of clicking in my head was shortfall. Like what has changed in order for for our let's say our meat producers to have a shortfall shortfall sounds like uh oh there's not going to be enough product to get out to the market that's what i think shortfall means i don't really know yeah so then i'm thinking why would there like let's say in america why would there be a shortfall farmers are still our ranchers are still ranching you know the pig growers the chicken growers and all that everything nothing has changed with them i don't think but then again, I think maybe because we get a lot of meat from other countries and depending on what they're doing as far as shutting down 
factories or whatever in their response to corona, maybe that's part of it. Well, it says, um, so this, this plant is closing and um, the move comes after state officials reported more than 200 cases of COVID-19 for plant employees. Oh, so, so yeah, the, that, that was definitely effect on um, closing the plant. And obviously if the plants closed, then the grocery stores not going to receive it either. So <coughs> I see. And so it gives an example of one <coughs> of a plant closing, but if there's one, then I'm sure there's more. Definitely. Okay. I can see that. Uh, Mark Levin had an interesting uh, interview yesterday. He brought in a, 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 a professor that studies like the different germs, right? Like virology and the spread and mathematics behind it and like all this like this dude was hardcore and he, he brought him on and he asked him uh you know like what do you think about all of this and the dude was like basically like yeah this is just like a flu you know so i don't know what the big deal is like he, he gave numbers and stats and this and that and he gave stats of the flu and other viruses or whatever and you know he uh he was like Thumbs up. I don't know why the hype. But look, we're closing down meat producers and, and you know I don't know the the kind of demographic of, of uh, these meat plants and things like that. I'm pretty sure it ranges and varies from young to older who've been there for a long time. Um, so it's always a little tricky when you when you get that, especially. I, I think maybe some young people will, might get it and they're not going to show the symptoms and uh, probably just stay working. Probably happens, you know, obviously every day. But um, I know that there's some old people in, in these plants and things like that, you know. There's a lot of wisdom in, in the older generation and and how to uh, how to uh, cut and, and uh, package and, and ship. So I'm sure that there's a variety of ages there, and, and it probably adds into the scare of keeping it open. And um, you know, you, you you said something a minute ago that started getting my mind thinking a little bit. Like, oh, um, a meat shortfall, and then all oh, the vegans would love that, right? So then you start thinking, oh yeah, let me see. But then also, let's say like people who are who are for socialism, let's say for instance. Ah, oh, isn't it great? Look, you're at home, and you're gonna get money in the mail. You're gonna get a check. Doesn't it feel awesome just doing whatever? But in reality, people don't like just sitting around. But I can see the, the ideologue looking at right now and, and 
pointing out examples of how awesome it is, you know? It's the, what else? Oh, somebody brought it up. I can't remember who I was talking to about the smog. Like, since we're not, since, there, since nobody's driving, oh, man, we're not killing Earth anymore. Uh-oh. Ding. Over here. Lefty. Lefty check mark. One check mark. Lefty check mark. Environment. We're doing, you know, since nobody's driving. Oh, we're, 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 see, we're saving the environment by doing less driving. We told y'all. We told y'all, less driving, electrical cars, whatever, look. So, okay, I can see that. All right, that's one check mark. Meet over here, ching Staying home, socialism, I can see that. Getting money from, from Big Daddy. You know, a check in the mail. Oh, universal income, right? It's good, people, right? Oh, oh. I can see how, how in a political, how, how politically some of this stuff can be used to push a message and and actually now that I just I just saw it you can use this to push both sides of the message for let's say those who lean left can show look how good it is but at the same time those who who are more liberty oriented who will lean right and are more constitutionalist would say people don't like being home you know right while the other one says no people it's awesome getting being home or the money that you get in the check, your child—that's your children's future money in taxes that we're that you're spending on yourself or whatever. They can point that out. You know how the how business hurts, how there's unemployment, and all this. But you can see politically how these games are played by the political savvy people in Washington, because they'll they'll see their they'll see what's going on, and then they'll make. They'll, they'll make a narrative, you know, one way or the other. That's uh, it's pretty interesting. Because, see, I was reminding my listeners, we are in an election year, right? Like, hold them up. They would, does anybody even remember, right, that there's an election in November? <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Little Jesse I want to go over some things with the car and shit, and I was telling them everything was wrong with it. So he's going to think about it. He's going to let me know something here in a little bit. You, well, what are you driving? A Buick Enclave. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I just basically told him, you know, it's, it's a damn good car, but you would need to put some money into it later. So it's something to think about. If you're able to do it, you know, then... You know, that's good. So, you know, what he's selling it for is not really a bad price at all. What else we got over there, Dean? We got Andrea Bocelli live from Milan Cathedral oh. on Easter Day. Nice. That dude sings, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do can whoa well he seems like opera or well, tenor I don't know what it's called but yeah he can wail damn but the church is gonna be empty does it say anything about people letting people in no I'm sure it's not um anything going on it's 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 probably just him and probably the you know they're going to um put stuff on the air like like a mass and things like that church i'm sure all, a lot of churches do that still right now 
So like earlier today, I watched mass and uh, it was at the Guadalupe um, Cathedral here in Dallas. So they're still, they're still putting on the mass and, and um, you know, I imagine uh, they're like streaming it, probably, right? Yeah, and, mm -hmm. and he's just probably part of this. Maybe it's always been some kind of... Uh, that Ave Maria song, bro. Some of these dudes, boy. No, this guy is, is top-notch singing. Everybody's heard him, but you might not know him or what the song is, but everybody's heard him in the movies or my mom... My mom has listened to him for a long time, so I um yeah you just talked about yeah that I love I love uh, his voice and the passion he brings in it because man it it, it tugs at your heartstrings. Crazy how how music or a voice singing can like just. Hit you right in that spot. Bro. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you yeah. should be listening, then just ah! <laughs> and then just like cry like what? <laughs> oh man, ah, dude, yeah, something amazing about it though. Harmony uh, and rhythm and stuff. There's something almost magical even about it. But it's just that it's mathematical, you know, rhythms and harmony and stuff. And that just the beauty in, in in like that I don't know it's 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 just amazing yeah I start crying every time I sing this one part of this one song I like right, I'm gonna get through it this time when it comes on or so and then I start singing it <laughs> and then one part and then I always choke up like yeah I always oh, choke yeah. up dog but I ain't gonna share that with y'all that's personal business <laughs> you know what I'm saying? can't tell y'all. Yeah, so quick, um, just a quick little story they have on uh, MSN. It says, uh, astronauts uh, return from space. Uh, they come back younger after returning from orbit. And um, so it's called time dilation, and it's described in Einstein's theory of relativity. So, if anybody cares to I, delve into that, I don't know what happens. You're, you you come back and your birthday's uh it's some changed. it's something weird. Like <laughs> I I've, I've heard somebody try to explain that before, but I've heard that before about how and it's slightly younger, you know, by the measure. It's weird because gravity because there's no gravity, and then you're outside of time, not time, but it's because in, in space. Time is irrelevant. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, apparently you come back younger. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Now, thing. now in physics, uh, I think you mentioned something about it. Well, some, the people who know physics, like, um, what's our friend that comes out on Joe Rogan all the time? Um, the physics guy. Anyhow, they, when they try to explain about when 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 you go in 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 uh, if you were to ever be able to hit like light speed or something that time stops because you're moving faster than time like what weird and that theory about if you go somewhere light speed boom and then you come back light speed boom uh 
it's like I think like like you come back a couple minutes earlier or <laughs> some shit. Hang <laughs> on back to the future, nigga. Good great Scott. Nah, but they try to explain it, but it's some weird, weird stuff, dude. Imagine, dude, you go out of space, you come back younger, baby. So, if you want to find the fountain of youth, uh, become an astronaut. Mm-hmm. So, in case you want to look that up. Hey, interesting, fountain of youth, right? So, when the Spaniards came and uh, they saw, like, these... You know, like the old, the elders were 50 or 60 and they look great, like great skin and everything like the Indians, right? Wow, man, what? You're 60? Damn, you look young. Whatever. So they, I don't know if the Indians had like a story about this fountain of youth, but the Spaniards definitely said, no, no, there's a, there's got to be something because look at, look at these people. They don't age like we do in, right. in where we're from or something like that, you know? So this. This whole myth developed about there's got to be a place where these people go and bathe <laughs> or something, and they, and it keeps them looking young longer or something. But nah, nah, that that's <laughs> funny. I wonder how they gauge that. You know what do you mean come back younger? I mean, how do you gauge it? I mean, yeah. oh, you mean uh, from the space? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You didn't uh. Grow, like how do you grow measure some hair back? Like how do you measure? Yeah, how do you measure it? Yeah, what um, by what? Measure they say you get taller too. I, I think I think it's a physics question or something like that. They're like, yeah, something you do the, the mathematical in the DNA, something in the DNA or something. They take the DNA before and then after, and something is oh, changed or something. dude. I don't know. It's explained in uh, Einstein's uh, relativity. So. <laughs> Yeah, we looked at it. So 17 minutes ago, well, earlier I had the door open and, and uh, we were painting on the door, you know, a little Easter project came out pretty nice or whatnot, but it was it was pretty hot and muggy. And um, and then, you know, I just started hearing thumps and big thumps on the, on the roof and everything. <laughs> and, and I look out and, and it's hailing, you know, I'm like, man, it's hailing, but... Uh, it was it was pretty hot, but you could feel this cold breeze uh, blow by, and I and I guess um, uh, my meteorologist skills. I think that's what makes hell is when some hot air meets the cold air, and, <laughs> but, and uh, probably, probably. yeah, I think uh, friend Frock and Duncan told me that. Yeah, but. Burger said it would be so. Naked. Yeah, it, it and then it stopped a little bit. <laughs> it stopped, and then it came back even bigger. And I was like, okay, they came back even bigger, like after about five or ten minutes. But so um, that was probably an hour ago, maybe or so, a uh, little longer. So, but they reported some tornadoes. Oh snap! Right now, you know, in Texas and and Louisiana, and I'm not sure. It looks like there was something around Dallas. Um, Look at that! While we were here, while we were on the air. Hold on, let's see. No, because actually, actually, we went on the air after this had yeah, just passed probably, by. Probably because this is uh this is just reported and then written on so. Damn tornadoes, man! I'm gonna come out of nowhere, dude. Nowhere. That one, 
that one time a couple years ago when the tornado hit right here in Lancaster yeah. and uh, you can see them trucks 18 wheeler trucks being thrown in the air two three hundred four hundred feet what? yeah the big cajones you know the back part <laughs> yeah, the box yeah. part flying through the air dude wow it was yeah, it was crazy. quite a sight man. so it wasn't necessarily around Dallas but it was um 50 miles from Austin, and Austin's about three hours away from Dallas, if y'all didn't know. Uh, so, but the the storm is, is wide-ranging, but, uh, yeah, there's going to be tornadoes in there, and looks like uh, Mississippi got it pretty good, and Louisiana. Dang. That's crazy. Like, so that little storm just passed by us, but that's part of the same storm that's making, messing up some stuff over there, right? Like, what? And we're right here. Well, somebody just lost their house. I have a friend, when they, when the tornadoes hit in Garland, she lived there where they hit in in that neighborhood. And so she said her and her husband were there in the living room and, uh, you know, the wind, and you know, you could tell something's going on outside. And then the alarm's going off, the uh, sirens were going off. And her husband just said, fuck it. And he, and he grabbed her and, and you know how the, like, so the couch, right? Here's the couch like this, right? And then you, you make a little, you just jump behind the couch. That So so let's say the roof falls, you right. know, you're, it'll, and sure enough, he grabbed her. He threw her in that little nook behind the couch. Boom. And then he jumped on top, and then she said, and I mean, just seconds later, the roof came down, boom. Whoa. And and since they were there, it, it was like this, you know? Saved their lives. Yeah, dude. Crazy. Instant, like fast. And you know, we're dumb. <laughs> you know, <clears throat> we're Mexican. <laughs> but when I hear the sirens go off, I run outside. Like, I'll, <laughs> I want to go out and see it, yeah. I go run outside because I want to see if it's coming near us. And then it's like, hey, let's run in the kid, let's run in the bathroom or something, you know. But it's pretty. Not right now. I'm thinking about it. that's pretty. It's pretty, it's pretty retarded. So. <laughs> oh, because shit. these things can go like this, like where you know, out of nowhere. You're not gonna be like like in the movies. Oh look, there it goes. And oh look, is it coming this way? Is it going that way? Shoot. Now that siren means. Cover your butt, right, yeah. right now, you know. They gonna run outside. I <laughs> <laughs> to go check it out. Damn, dude. I want to see where it's at. Want to see how big it is? Yeah. Might be too late, you know. Mm-hmm. When you hear the siren, bunker. Uh, I mean, hunker, hunker down. Cause that means it's nearby. So yeah. the system, them, them, them siren systems are all over the place, and they set them off in the trajectory or whatever you know so when they go off that means uh oh you're in the trajectory zone of this tornado that's spotted or whatever right dude you already nah i haven't eaten yet you want you want to yeah, yeah. Plate? yeah yeah what'd you, what'd you cook nah i didn't cook man i ordered some what'd you order give me right. a little, little bitty plate way right. little plate yeah food baby yeah. Food. Yeah. Everybody loves food. Everybody loves food. Especially during quarantine. (laughs) (laughs) 
looking for people ready, boy. People ready to go, man. Man, they're ready to get out. And then a day like today, parks are closed. You know, people are gonna have their their parties and their gatherings no matter what. They don't care, dude. They're they're done with this quarantine shit, dude. Yeah. Week three. This is the end of week three of actual quarantine. Uh, where they shuttered everything down. Week three. Hopefully, yeah, next week. And that's it, dude. Or not even. Hopefully, yeah. Damn, <laughs> three weeks, man. Yeah. And then you said May 13th. May 13th. They said May 13th, but hopefully they... Knock that back a little bit because man, I was I was telling C in some ways I'm like I'm glad to be working and I want people to be working, but then another part of me, you know how you have like the little angel on one side of your shoulder and the little devil on your so the one side of your shoulder the little angel is like saying man you're lucky you're working right while people are stuck and right right man, you're earning money okay good then the little devil on the other side he says. But everybody's on fucking vacation and shit. You know, long ass vacation and your ass still gotta be working. Right. Oh, yeah. Look at that. I'm looking at a video of a little Transformer robot. Oh, did he transform? Yeah. He, wait, wait, wait. He transforming. It's Optimus Prime. What? Then he took off driving. Ah, people. What? People. People. I gotta give me one of these, man. Is there a title to this video? Is there. Oh, let's see. Oh, you know what? You can search. Okay, so we're looking at a little video. It's it's an Optimus Prime, the old school Transformer looking, but he's a robot, like a little toy robot. And I, I don't know, maybe they, company. yeah, toy company or something. So, but he's a robot standing up, Optimus Prime. He starts walking, boo boo boo, and then he, boom, he goes down and he and he transforms. He transforms into the 18-wheeler, into the truck, and then he drives off. And this is a toy that's maybe about a foot high. Ah, this is bad. So, uh, uh, so I guess if you want to see the video, just search Optimus Prime Transforming Toy. Something like that, and you'll, and you'll see it. It's amazing. You need to see that. Dude, if they can make that, look, here's how stuff works. 40 bucks. It's 40 bucks. It's 40 bucks. It's right now. <laughs> that shit it's 40 bucks cool, man. it's 40 bucks yeah. so you can search it and buy it those transformer fans out there Boy, I hey but you know what those. if so it used to be like this like uh well let's see physics okay so back in the day like the first calculator was the size of this room right like big because it, it was vacuum tubes and little machinery and it was all mathematical and everything and now a cal- then a calculator became the size of a credit card now it's in our phones and stuff but but now so what we would just watch is a little toy robot that works as a truck that drives as a truck and transforms and works as a robot so what that says that it can be made you know so it can be made into a larger size because that design proves whether the the design is a toy that's a foot tall 
or a a vehicle that's normal size, okay. you know? Talking oh, about, man, would you get chicken? No, damn, what the fuck? Mm. I said, so whether whether it's a toy. Uh, the physics and the design of it uh, says it can be done as a toy or in a larger size. We just saw a video of a little of a little uh, Optimus Prime robot toy, but he's walking. Just he's a robot and he and he transforms. Check that out. So it's Optimus Prime, like eighteen wheeler truck, and then uh oh, look at that. Uh oh, what what? 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 Ah, then he transformed. That's what he did the robot. <laughs> oh, but then he saw the part where he was walking uh, around. But yeah, so he starts walking too. So he can walk as the robot and stuff. And yeah, look. See? Ah, dude. Dude, them engineers. I gotta give me one of those, engineers, boy. getting down. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a big kid, man, so you can purchase that. That's it's why a, I um, kids usually like when I get their name on Christmas for, you know. Right. Because <laughs> they know. I, I mean, I'm going to get something that I'd like. So mm-hmm. stuff cool, like man. that, dude. I've always been, I've always been a fan since I was little of model cars mm-hmm. and stuff. You know, and the harder the skill level, the better. Like, yeah. I wanted to get the hardest skill Make level. Love Rebel, four or Rebel five. Car, yeah. You could paint them however. Dude, oh, yeah. So, back in the day, uh, I would trick them out. Like, like, because you could buy little Dayton's and like stuff. Like too. Yeah, dude. Right. Mom, do you remember the ones they said? You could buy. Your little model cars and shit. You could buy low pros or little Dayton's, like lowrider Dayton's and stuff like that, right? And so I got a little Nissan truck. Uh, you know, like a, like say, like I think it's like a 90, 90, 91 Nissan truck with the extended. Yeah. And then, and I tricked out the bed. So I'm, I, I, with all the extra little pieces of plastic and everything, I, I made like the rack that makes the bed flip around oh, and stuff yeah? like that. Yeah. So, nice. so the model came out clean and then the bed was all like, you know, like that. But I made the little racks and stuff. Yeah. It made it look all legit. Boy. Nice. <laughs> yeah, dude. Model cars and stuff like uh, airplanes. Those model airplanes. model airplanes. It's a lot of them. At the park. And I've always thought that I would get them. I've always went to the store years ago, you know, here and there, and looked at them, and and uh, I never have done one. Still, never have done one. Uh, like the model cars. Yeah, uh, I haven't even bought one. I got five kids. I've never bought one, dude. But it's something. That I freaking know I'd enjoy, so that's kind of weird. <laughs> but but uh, I I was at Walmart the other day and I saw some and I and I was like ah oh, and it, it was nostalgic and I wanted to get it you know but I want to go all in and the skill level was like two like that's just, you just snap stuff together mm-hmm. no 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 give me that highest skill level like, and I've yeah, I've bought them I've bought them as gifts like for somebody else's kid and things like that but I've I've never brought one into the home. Not in my home. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, remember on uh, Boardwalk Empire when um, when Eli gets out of prison and he comes back home and he builds his son this little airplane out of like wood? Like, dude, I want one of those because when he pulled it out of the box, so he found an old gift 
those of you who haven't heard, seen Boardwalk Empire, Eli is, is one of the characters. Spoiler. And he comes out of <laughs> uh, he comes out of prison. Sorry, and he he buys he makes he finds an old gift that he didn't give to his son, and it's a airplane, a model airplane. But we're talking about the 1920s here, and the wood is like really thin, and like all the pieces, it was just all the pieces and glue, and the uh, instructions. And oh, when he when he had the finished product on the table. Ah, I want to make one of those, dude. Because mm-hmm. it, it was a box full of just pieces of wood, and at the end, it was a it was an airplane with the two, with the two flaps, you know, uh, the wings, the, wing, the two yeah. wings. Yeah, that was legit, dude. I had, I had one of those, a Red Baron. Ooh, this down right here. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. See? Nice. Yeah, remember I described this R-C place? Track. He just pulled something out. What's that? Ah! The old RC race. Wait, wait. No, no. What are they called? TRC. It was. A, it's a little track that you build. And it, it, it has uh, it has contacts on the, on the track. So when you put your little car on it, it has a little motor in it. And so it, it gets the power from the track. For those of you who've never seen one, look it up. They're... That was the toy, Amazing. dude. Well, I love, I love that. Love this oh, thing, man. So the track has this little rail on it, mm-hmm. um, and the cars are tiny, they like matchbox cars, but they have little motors in them, mm-hmm. and they have a needle that slides into this little railing system, and that's where they get the power to make the the wheels turn. And then the tracks usually come with like a controller that you hold in your hand and you push the button to go faster or slower because you had to slow down around the curves or else you would fly yeah, off. Right <laughs> or else you would fly off the uh, track. Yeah. Oh, this thing is amazing. Not so this thing is called, this thing is says TCR Total Control Racing. Um, uh, s- slotless, slotless track? That's uh, high have, tech. You don't oh. have the needle. Where's it? For the needle. Oh, so this one particularly doesn't have that needle I was talking about, but so it says slotless track. That's a badass toy, dude, right there. Well, I was trying to look for a date on it. There's got to be a copyright somewhere, like there in the little blue letters in the bottom corner. Maybe. This is an awesome toy. I love old stuff. That's man. gotta be like '83, '82. Old toys, old. I do see stuff. an old uh, J.C. Penny Uh-oh. tag on it. There we go. There we go. Thirty-nine dollars and something cents is scratched out. Uh, but uh, that was like eighty bucks back then. Oh, you know what? You can Google it. Mm-hmm. And it, and like, hey, when did when was this on the shelf? Yeah. Maybe maybe uh, I say maybe eighties maybe. Yeah, you can talk about because I was tiny. I was little when we used to play with those. Sixty hertz output transformer radio. Oh, there it is. Nineteen seventy eight. 79 Hollis, New York. And look at and look, look, these little rails still have little contacts on them. So instead of having the needle like the we were explaining earlier, they have maybe like some some where they where it drags along the floor, little metal contacts. And they, did they have the carrito in there? I believe I have the cars. I don't I don't think they're in somewhere else. 
something else. Um, man, I love that. Look dude. at that card. That's one of those two cards right there. What? Thirty nine bucks alone just for that. Yeah. There was this place, Wild Bills in Irving, and it was a. Golly. Man, dude. Nice, right? and, and dude, they used to go all out. They had little rubber wheels on. Yeah, remember? hell yeah, a rubber dude. with the little with the little metal uh, contacts at the bottom. Man, with the copper wire. How come bro. they don't make toys like that no more, bro? Too expensive. They were made real. Even the Hot Wheels had rubber rubber wheels back then. They were made out of die cast metal. Dude, those tracks. So at Wild Bills. <clears throat> it was a uh, hobby store, and mm-hmm. I.e. you can get those little Daytons and like mm-hmm. all kinds of vehicles, so wait, get model money. planes, ships, all kinds of stuff. Badass store, and then out in the back, they had a dirt track for remote control. Uh, uh, I always wanted one of those Doom buggy remote. Fast ones. I never got one, dude. They were expensive. I was wanting one when I was a kid. <laughs> Hell yeah. So at, at Wild Bills, they had a dirt track out in the back, and I guess they would do races and stuff, you know, for the Doom buggy. Uh, or you, maybe you could just go out there and and run your your cart out there, but this place was amazing, dude. I want I would go in there and I would just, I mean I was there to buy stuff because we're making models, um, but uh, um, I would go there and just kind of just look at everything, you know, mm-hmm. just awesome, dude. The detail, and, and some you know you can go all out like paint. The motor that block, yeah. the engine block, silver, and then little oil filter black, mm-hmm. and you know, dude, that's, you know, that's the fun part right there for me. And then you paint stuff before you glue it together, man. Now, those are those of you out there who've never made a built a model, a model car, airplane, something. You got to try it. You got to yeah. do it at least once. It's it's fun, but uh, like we were saying, the the harder skill level is better because it has more articulation and and and. Um, detail yeah. in the different parts that you got to put together instead of so so the lower the skill level it's it's more easy to snap stuff on the higher the skill level you're going to have to glue stuff paint stuff frame if it's a car you're going to build stuff on the frame motor heads all of this stuff did that and bro and then you can open the hood and the dang look at all the work i did you know and you get the right kind of paint you could do like chrome uh you know like little Chrome pipe here and chrome, dude. I'm rhyming one, bro. Especially now during quarantine zone, it's a good yeah. um, stress reliever. Uh oh, you got there, bro. What you got now? Oh, pulled something else out. No, I don't think. Uh, I thought I thought I had something back here. Um, yeah, no, I had some old dollars and stuff in the old phone case because it's kind of the perfect size for mm-hmm. the dollars. I like that. I like that case. Oh yeah, this one. This one was the Fender, so it has a Fender pick. Oh. Real nice freaking deal. Yeah. That, that's when they used to hook you up when you bought a phone, you know? No, that badass Fender you had? I remember oh, that the one. phone? Was the Fender phone? Yeah, yeah it, it, had, it was wow. like a, a, wood, a Fender wood grain type. Oh, on, on snap. So, yeah. yeah I like that case. No, that thing went hard. Yeah, that's a travel, travel case. <laughs> I remember, still the, I remember the day I lost it, but I had it for a long time, and so was, you can put you can put your razor in there <laughs> if you go out of town. <laughs> I like that little It's a nice little case. It looks I don't know. It looks like a old oh dude. Okay, the old man. See, 
I'm sure I could still find them. Like let's say like at thrift stores, you know those old suitcases that are something like this, but but you know yeah. big like this. But they have the zipper mm-hmm. and then the the handle and then and you would fold your clothes and stuff. And and it was something like a material almost like this. So this was like an old timey suitcase, but it's a tiny it's a tiny pouch like the size of a phone. But uh, it reminded me of of those suitcases. If you were to buy a whole bunch of those, like, dude, if you had space, like, oh, man, I want to get this place. I talked to the owner. It's like, um, it's a storefront building right there by my house, but um, but it's open. It's, it's just like this, wide open. It's like 1,200 square feet. Right. It used to be a beauty salon, you know, and there's a wall towards the back, you know, so there's like a back room back there, but, but it's open like a loft. Everything's... And the ceiling is like twelve feet high, because it's because it's a building. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I saw I talked to the guy last time and saw him and man I I told him you know that I would love to you know lease it to me or shoot sell it to me whatever you know yeah and uh, but he he never really came back and said yes as far as leasing it because it needs work it's not livable but I'll go in there I'll fix it up and I'll live there it'd be like the freaking bat cave dude or oh, yeah. you know. It's so much space, dude. Like open space. That corner over there could be like the sleeping area. Then I want, and then it already has like this little bar area. Forget about it, right there, dude. Nice. Boom, bar area, and then a lot of space, dude. I mean, I'll build a little stage, you know, for gatherings and stuff. Like chill. It'll be like, it'll be like a, uh, what's he said? Uh, like a lounge, you know, lounging, yeah. just kick back. I want that place, dude, and I'm gonna try to reach out to him again, see if uh, if he's down because right there, dude. Not only, you know, I'll I'll live there and then we can party there and shit, have parties. But también it can be like a, a studio, like yeah. for so instance for what we're doing here. Uh, but if we if we move into video and stuff like that, there's plenty of space there for that that sort of stuff, you know. That'll be like headquarters right there, yeah, man. man. We're building an empire, baby. Empire. Y'all are here at the beginning, the beginning of an of empire. Like, like, look, hey, okay. I said it to my friends, but I'm gonna say I did. I'm gonna, this is the first time I'm gonna say it on the air. So, uh, we're, I'm coming for Joe Rogan's spot for his throne. You know, um, gonna take a while, but you know, uh, he he's a good. We love. We all love Joe Rogan. We're, we're building an empire here, baby. <laughs> yeah. So, but we're having fun with it, though. Yeah, but we love Rogan. We love what he brings to the table. Yeah. Uh, but we want to blow up uh, by bringing you insightful discussions, but at the same time having fun. Like, hey, look, I'm drinking my vodka lemonade yep, right yep. now. Look. You hear that? Delicious. But, yeah, we're having fun. As a matter of fact, I want to become a part of the <clears throat> IDW, and I think I am worthy of a membership. So, y'all hear this? Anybody out there with connections? Uh, you know, because this is what we do. We just like to think through things. Hey, but we're regular folk too, so we like to eat fried chicken. I mean, big old fried chicken breast right now. Big, huge mm. chicken breast. Yep, yep. Humongous. Yeah, <laughs> That's like it was me. I'm full. I can't believe I ate it all. We're regular folks and we like to have fun just like you guys out there. But at the same time, we like to to entertain ideas 
and uh, you know dig into some some crazy questions uh, or they don't gotta be crazy but deep philosophical ideas sometimes and it's fun I like it we all like it love it no we'll be right back thing I was thinking about was how when Trump talks about opening the economy um, and like one of the headlines was kind of Trump versus governors on opening economy right of course they always gotta everybody's always opposing Trump no matter if they are or not everything's Everybody a political is. fight and um, so anyways but when so he talks about opening the government, and, and correct me anytime I'm wrong because I'm not too familiar with it. But I was just thinking about it a little bit, and that does that mean federally? You know, uh, the federal restriction, the the strict restrictions he's putting federally on federal workers and things like that. And so it's not necessarily a versus governors things because governors have their own power to to uh, mandate their own restrictions within the, the, the state, uh, if I'm not wrong. So it's really not a versus thing. It's it's just it's the way the power structure has been, right? And um, so when it when when Trump opens the economy and, and this governor doesn't, or this governor does in a kind of a state-wide thing, and, and but they're not open federally, those things are possible, correct? And and um, so, and then I imagine even when you go even more closer to local, and then they have some authority, but and they and they might even overstep theirs in a lot of ways. But um, so there is a power structure already there. I don't know if it's a versus this or that. Um, yeah, because. Cause so federalism allows for the like you you said for the governors to make decisions in their state. Now the way the now the way I think the president can like when they say open up the economy again is, so initially they put out these these uh, recommendations by the CDC the the no gatherings and this and that and those things have evolved a little bit but that when the when the government put out these recommendations. That's when concerts started getting canceled and, and the football games, I mean, the basketball games and all of this stuff because the, the government recommended this is probably what we should do right now. So then the states put in their orders, like the governors of whatever state say, well, we're shutting down here. Everybody stay home, different stuff like that. So the way I think that, uh, let's say, the way the president can, let's say, open up the economy again would be putting out a, a new guidelines of recommendation that says okay we're good 
uh, let's just, you know, mitigate or, or something like that, you know? Uh, so it, by, by putting out a new updated version of the recommendation saying that it's okay now, you know, that the virus has already kind of died out or whatever the recommendation would be, then the states will follow those recommendations and say, okay, good. Now we can open stuff up. Everything's cool. You know, but then there will be that political battle where they're like, no, you know, there's always some political stuff. Um, but I think that's how the president can can kind of like open the economy back up. And I think it's because, as we know it, all the states are, are different and, and some states are, are more rural and uh, there's it's not like a big metroplex city type atmosphere in some places. Uh, so maybe within the city, um, the big city of this state, maybe they have a, a certain different kind of restriction than the more rural counties and things like that. So, I mean, uh, just you know, be aware and, and pay attention to what your governor uh, fights for and what the running you know governors for government uh, to be a governor of your state like what the, what they're fighting for because I think this opened up a new a new door to to think about when it comes to who you vote for and how do you feel do you feel like there was an overstepping of things and and, and you shouldn't be shutting down so hard and maybe, Maybe you vote towards that. And then, you know, some people might feel well, the job was done perfectly and vote for the same thing. Maybe people want tighter restrictions and, and they go for somebody who's talking about that. But I think we'll have more of a, a full story of how it's going to turn out. And then. I think by the time uh, voting comes around, people are going to be playing off of this one way or another, and you're going to be able to analyze that and then analyze the data that, that came out of deaths and job losses and, and um, what kind of plans people have uh, to implement for another kind of epidemic and and we're gonna vote off of that i mean uh now health is gonna be a big topic where it might not have been before yeah so here in texas uh governor abbott is already looking to you know get to to start back to start up the economy again to easing restrictions on businesses so people can get back to work you know, so that's that's a good thing because they're looking at the data and they're gonna do it carefully, of course, uh, opening up maybe in areas that aren't affected as much or whatever. But the thing is that we want to get everything going uh, back to normal because there's so much writing on 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 the people on the number of unemployment on the businesses that are closing. There's so much more writing on it uh, than than what it seems. You know, it seems like a big vacation, but no, this big, big. This is the biggest vacation, the most expensive vacation yeah. that you can ever imagine. The biggest, ex most expensive vacation 
you can ever imagine. Yeah. yeah, so think of your leadership and what they say. And I mean, you're smart out there. You know, you know when somebody's lying to you or trying to sell you a product, you know, uh, an imaginary uh, vision of some sort, you know. Use ra- use uh, you know reasoning and uh, and logic. You you can you can figure it out. You know. So when when these people get up there in front of you and and and, and tell you that their story, you'll know. You know you'll know. Well, what we're gonna see who's what. What are the lies too, and who are the who are the ones pushing the lies? And man, we vote every day. We vote every day with what we pay what we choose to put our attention to and uh, what we choose to, to hit the like button on. So we, we vote every day because if somebody's pushing lies and, and false information or, or trying to make a political game, game out of uh, people dying, then, then don't vote for that person in the sense where you, that's what you're, what you're listening to or, or, um, or choosing to share on, on, on your social media or something. Uh, we make we make votes every day with our dollars also. Every day we we choose where to go spend our dollars at, and that's us voting. We've we've worked for this vote. We've worked for these dollars. And and if there's a restaurant here and there's a restaurant there, I'm basically voting at that at that moment where I'm gonna go uh, stuff my ballot. Uh, uh, with money or whatnot, so we vote every day on on simple things, and we make uh, we make reasonings for it. So of course, do it when you vote too for politicians. You know, think about it and make a reasoning off of it. Well, well, I like this over this, so I'm gonna go here. Um, but you usually have a good reason for liking something more than the others. And, uh, yeah, I, I was thinking, I was talking about this the other day on another show uh, about how, how, how like in the media or political voices or whatever they put so much stock in the vote. The vote is so important. You have the right to vote. Make sure you vote. It's always vote. Rock the vote. This that. All the time, it's vote, vote, vote. But see, voting is the easiest thing you can do. Walking into a booth and 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 marking a little mark—that is—that takes no effort whatsoever. Now, the vote is important, but when you when you see what your duty is as a as a citizen, you know. You want to know laws. You want to know the Constitution. You want to know how the government is supposed to work. You want to know these things. Why? Because that is that is our duty as a citizen. You know, because we are we are an independent people. We are we are a free people, and our system is set up in a in a in a certain way, which allows us these liberties. But see, if we don't pay attention, if we don't know the Constitution, if we don't know our rights, if we don't know uh, basic law and criminal law and stuff like that, you know? If we don't know the protections, if we don't know the protections that we have, 
um, then what good does it do if I walk into a booth and vote, if I don't even know what the Constitution says, if I don't even know what the Declaration of Independence says, if I don't even know American history or the Revolutionary War, if I don't know these things, what good does it do for me to go walk in a booth and 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 fill out a little uh, a, a little mark on a piece of paper? And they say immigrants often know more than natural born citizens because they've have to go through this test. And I say great, I say awesome, you know. And it's no slight on anybody one way or another. Um, people always say, you know, immigrants make make this nation. Everybody in here makes this nation, whether you were born here or where you immigrated here and, and, and you you studied and you worked and you and you prayed and you and you you um, were patient because there are so many others who want to be a citizen of this country, too. But we all make all make this country, whether you were born here or where you immigrated here. And, and if they add something in the sense where well they just had to take all these tests at 40 years old and a 40 year old can apply uh, these learnings way better than a, a, a 17 year old in, in high school can uh, can learn it and apply it now that doesn't go across the board because obviously there's 40 year olds who who still won't and there's 17 year olds that will but for the most part I welcome that they, to for them to interject into society and and then teach the people something that that because I was born here and I take for granted when I step in the voting box that I take for granted that I know everything when really I don't know much and this person who just got here knows more about uh, uh, the inner workings of our country and 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 what we're founded on and why it actually matters and, and it still works to the day and it's not an extinct thought and, and something that gets played out. I've heard people talk about uh, even just one one person on top like a president is freaking ridiculous. Uh, this is an antiquated idea and, and it's like, it's like we can barely get anything done now and how do you think it would go when you have 12 judges, you know, I mean, how, how, how is that going to work? And don't give me, don't give me just because something's been done for a long time, it must not hold. Like, come, come with a, a reason and, and with something better. I've heard people talk and then it's like, okay, well, well I haven't heard your idea of, of what would be better. Like the replacement, like, like you want to replace this. You're going to, you're going to replace the, the, the most profitable, uh, kind of powerful, uh, entity that's ever came together in the history of mankind. Well, then you better have a damn good, uh, a replacement plan. You can't just say, well, well, we should change this because it's been too long and it makes no sense that one person has this much power. This is what I'm talking about when you don't understand our government and our branches. It's like one person does not have the power. It, 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 it does lay at the people's feet. But that's what we've been discussing here for these last couple of minutes of how you, you, how you choose to use that in the voting booth and, and what you choose to vote for. Do you choose to vote off of, off of, uh, your feelings and emotions of, of you see a homeless person and, and we should help them. And this person talks about helping them 
and, and but do they have a plan or are they just using your emotion off of how you feel about that homeless person? Okay, so just because this other person doesn't talk about the homeless person all the time like this guy does, look at his plan and see if it actually formulates into something that could help a homeless person more. Just because he doesn't talk about it doesn't mean that, that he doesn't have a better plan to help it. So we got to pay attention to those details. And those aren't really hard uh, to, to get to because, uh, I mean, we're all capable of seeing that in, and getting into that and, and understanding because because we just choose to let the feeling of this guy makes me feel good about how I feel good about when I want to help homeless people. And, and that doesn't that doesn't solve the problem. That just makes you feel better. And we all want to feel better. We're human. I get it. You know, you know, uh, you can tell politicians, they have plan. you know, they always come with these big, massive plans, right? Plan, plan, plans. Now, when it comes to like something, let's say like with the homelessness uh, issue, you know, people can plan and say they want to do stuff, but, you know, I want to see action because action is planning. Everybody can plan stuff, politicians or normal people. Um, but the action is what's represented. That's what's representative of reality. Once you get out there and do whatever you do for whatever issue, you know. But there's people, there's politicians out there that come with big plans and big social plans. Like, like if they know more than you as a family, what's better for your family as far as education, or what what you want to do with your money or your and, savings. And not just cut you off, but what you're saying on action and. And you want to see action, and and sometimes it's like um, sometimes there there is an action in inaction, you know, like uh, when sometimes people just want to see something changing and going forward and, and something happening, and it's like sometimes there is a, a where you're supposed to not be acting and and have this inaction to where hold up, like and so when when the when the person who opposes you and, and comes along and says, oh, well, he's not a acting. And then, and then people say, yeah, he's not creating any action and stuff. And it's like, well, hold up. Think of what that action is doing and think of what the inaction is helping also. And, and sometimes it, we do need to do that. It's like with the Constitution, it's like, hey, let's it's not acting. It's not it's not. It's not a breathing document enough. It's just not moving forward with our technology and our progression. And it's like, well, hold up. In some ways, inaction is 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 a good thing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, and yeah, and yeah, definitely. Because mm -hmm. it focuses in on certain things, you know? And then everything outside of this, y'all deal with it in society. Technology, new business trends, all of that. Here's what you, government people, need to follow, and then everything outside of this belongs to the it's people. It's like war, right? You're at war, and, and then here goes the general, and he got his soldiers, and, and they've been warned for a minute. And then it's almost like saying that there's no not supposed to be any inaction or something. Sometimes there is a point, and you've even seen it in mobster stories and things where it's like, hey... There's nothing we can do right now. 
go and be with your family for a little bit. Like that inaction was something in itself. Like you still you still progressed in a certain way within that inaction because you went and, and home to your wife. You went home and seen your kids and kissed your kids because you knew the action that was going to come. There's always going to be pro progression in action. You know, we don't need to always fight for a, a movement because there's always going to be organically and whatnot. People are always going to force your hand in certain ways. But there has been where it's like, you know what? We've, we fought a hard battle for three days and, and maybe you won it. Maybe you had to back up. But there's this distance now from this. And it's like, go home, be with your family for a second. And we're going to freaking... We're going to uh, uh, basically be inactive, you mm -hmm. know, and a, a person, sometimes people in war have, have chosen that time to step up and oppose that general and say, we should this be inaction now, right should. now, like, no. And, and these soldiers had to discern between, uh, wait, well, hold up. I get your I get your point, but but everything is different. You know, uh, some generals handled handle things differently. It's like never stop chasing your opponent. Like if you won, don't let them don't let them uh, retreat in in coordination. That's uh, you know, Sun Tzu, yeah, by right? the way. Chase them, and, and you have to destroy the army. You can't you don't can't, let them recuperate you can't stop and burn and pillage and things like that you know sun tzu yeah. art of war so, Part two. another but see i'm glad you, you brought that up because it just shows a little bit about how these things translate in into even like political battles you know you got to know your opponent mm -hmm. and then you know you got to know your targets you got to know the terrain that you're fighting on you know what i'm saying you got to have strategic uh, tactics that you want to use you know in in war you want to catch your opponents off guard you know aha moments all the time as the same thing in, in war you want to you know nice, the flank yeah. flank your opponent uh, and surprise them the and yeah, it translates the same the into yeah. into political battles you can see it just by turning yeah. on the news just turn on the news and you'll see those political battles happening and the tactics are similar, uh, but yeah, listen to what they tell you, and you you know they're BSing you, you know. Unless you're full blown ideologue, you know, then nobody's gonna change your your opinion about something. I, I don't really care, but it's kind of like I don't know whether to. I'm not in the camp, you know. What I'm right. It's kind of like, you know, right. If I could do my own shit, then I'd probably keep it. But yeah, is that an AC? Yeah. Oh, well, cold in here. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because this, this shit started blowing. Boy. Freezing in here. It's about, it's about 50 degrees, 55 degrees in here. Should have brought a jacket. <laughs> yeah, it's a good project car, man. You know, if you can, you know, you got the money for it in the long run. And that's kind of what I was explaining to Jesse. You know, there's some little things to it. Nothing that, you know, skin dog can't fix. No, I mean I don't think if he's 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 uh still in that mode, he's he's trying to ball hard and roll hard yeah. and he's he's not gonna want it. 
Cause, yeah. and, then, and, and it's not because of the way of the outside look, but as soon as you get in it, you don't, and, and there are some things that feel tight and everything. Yeah. They still feel good. You yeah. know, there's things that still look aesthetically good, but you know, once you, once you feel the, the shocks and uh-huh. things like that, you know, he's not going to want to roll like that. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. And that's what I explained yeah. to him. That, that, that's a full, that, and that's a full sensory too. Like good shocks will fool you. If, if something yeah. can, if it, if you roll it and it has good, a good feeling when you're driving it and there's not like a, or, or things, you know, these sounds and stuff like this or something, yeah. then, you know, it's, it, that's good to the senses. It, yeah. It's like, man, you know, this is a good car, you yeah. know, like you, yeah. you're not a mechanic. It just off the bat, it feels yeah. pretty good. And then when you get in something and you, you feel that tire drop in this uh, hole uh, and blah, yeah. blah, and, 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 and it feels like a bad car and, yeah. and it could be better. It could be better mm-hmm. under the hood and everything. But, but that is, like I said, yeah. a full sensory yeah. thing, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Got to change out them sensors. Uh, my my boy Los told me, long time ago. Yeah, actually yeah. it was yesterday. But so yeah. what? So what you hey. selling? What are you selling? What's what are you selling or what? What's going on? So model my Chrysler three hundred. Oh, all right, all right. So the bushings, the tie rods are, were never greased. And I know this dude was rolling on twenty two inch rims. You know them fuckers are heavy. They wear out your tie rods and your spindles mm-hmm. and all that shit real quick. Especially if you've got a hemi, you know. And, and, and that's something that uh, your brother Gabriel could replace, right? Yeah, he could replace that whole front end. Like yeah. that. that whole front end. Yeah, he can do anything all on that front end. The only thing he, he don't fuck with is the transmission because it's a messy job. I don't mess with cars no more. Mm-mm. I take it to Firestone. Yeah, I wish I had tools, man. Shout out to Firestone. Y'all always hook my trucks up. Really nice. Appreciate it. Pops. We do not approve this message. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. Right, they're going to, they're gonna, we just got demonetized. <laughs> shit over here. <laughs> yeah. I used to like it, though. I used to love, I used to be a grease monkey, man. I would yeah, love it, bro. I love it, any opportunity, I mean, something happened, you know, we didn't have the money to take it to the shop right. unless it was something serious, but we would do it ourselves, yeah, it whatever it was, so, yeah. And it'd be you and two brothers out there, you know? That's how it was with me and my dad. Lord, it was gun hole, man. That ain't, he'll, yeah. That's he'll, let, let's, let's take the head off. Oh, the, the, yeah. let's, nah, we got to take the whole head off. No, 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 no. Nah, hold on, man. I don't want to do all this shit, We don't have a, uh, you know how when you start putting the, all those bolts back, you need to have like a, a tensioner. that tension, uh, whatever yeah, it's called. Ten- yeah. Yeah. Because it has have to be a, locked at a certain uh, I better have a HD camera <laughs> follow me around a couple angles. Everything I do, so I can. Yeah, like what is it? Then at the end, like oh yeah, damn, you got, we, you got like four bolts and shit, oh, man. So like, got bolts left, Lordy, I told you not to take the head off, boy. Piece of rubber washer over there. Yeah. <laughs> Although he's crafty though, like um, I had to switch out the the gas pump from the tank. It, you know how it drops in the tank, yeah. and uh, I was like, I just dropped the tank, and he's like, hell no, let's take the bed off, you know? Yeah. So, all right, cool. So we took the bed off, boom, and there were a lot right, right there, dude. There, boom, man. boom, boom. We put the bed back on, and you know, 
instead of dropping the tank. Yeah, because I was I was ready work. to, you know, mm-hmm. I drop the tank, whatever. I'm I'm a grease monkey. The I'm, only hard part about that was just taking the bed off the three. Yeah, it was, it's a, three of us. We did yeah. it with three of you. It heavy. It's heavy, yeah. It's heavy. It's heavier than it looks. I like the way the truck looks. The little four, the range without, yeah, without, without the, the bed. Yeah, without the bed. Like you want to make your own bed. Like yeah. put little, little picky. Like like wood, fence on yeah, the side, like stained know? wood, yeah, yeah. yeah Sanford and something. And Bubba put some big old slabs on the back. <laughs> yeah, I love car shows, man. Uh, I'm I'm mechanically inclined, like like uh, not not mechanically inclined, but automotively. But maybe. I love I love it all, <laughs> and sometimes I wish I could just. Pay a motherfucker to show me. Like, I can't go to school for, you know, this long a time. Like, hey, just come to the crib. Show me how to do this and that. I'll throw in a little extra or something. And, and then, you know. It's, you know, it's weird because it's really easy. You know, it it's parts. It's like, you, know, you take that part off, you put the new one in. Unless it's, like, inside the motor, inside the transmission, that's, like, okay. But what I'll you be- want, though, is you want to see somebody do it the first time because you don't ever feel that comfortable. And we got YouTube now, so I have done things off of there. Um, but, yeah, there's nothing like seeing somebody in person kind of do it, you mm-hmm. know, and, and point point everything out and, and you and can t- ask questions you know yeah. and tools yeah you, they, yeah the that, right that's tools. the hardest part too is, yeah, is just having the tools man <laughs> I've, I've 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 been having my own i've been on my own since i was 19 years old or something i you know i've i've lived with just me and my wife and whatever kids we had at the time and collected tools over the time, but never anything really that great and special. It's like the same tool over and over. Somehow I keep ending up with, I got like four of the same thing and none, nothing of what I need. But but that is a big part of, of uh, you know, being a, a, a junkyard dog is, you know, you need you need some toolage, man. Dude, y'all should see you still my... listen to tool? <laughs> they, they jam. Dude, we have a lot of tools. Like every opportunity, you know how we live in the hood. So there's always some, you know, guy. <laughs> there's always some guy walking by, and hey, you know, buy these tools or whatever, because he's he's down on his luck. You know what I'm saying? And uh, so we have a lot of freaking tools, bro. You should see our garage, bro. This is legit. Like right here, there's space. In our garage, there's no space. Nigga, Lori got three cars in there, dude. Like like they like one boom boom yeah. and across, and and he's tearing them. They're all torn up. They're all like he sold parts from this car and sold parts whatever. But we got tools. We got a lot of tools, but nothing is organized. Everything's in buckets and bags. Dude, if I got a bucket with with uh with sockets, yeah. Like how am I supposed to find <laughs> how am I supposed to find the one I need? But you know. Me, now I'll go buy, like, I just bought a brand new tool set there, and then I gave it to my nephew, because we had to do a little something to his truck, but I'll, I'll buy a brand new set, because everything's in order, Yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. And you know how you did, you grab one, and is it a what? And you check it, oh no, it's bigger or smaller? Boom, because it's, it's all in order. If it's in a bucket, how am I supposed to know? I don't know the five, six, eight, tenths, can I check it? Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't yeah. know that shit, dog. <laughs> but we got a lot of tools, man. Uh, my neighbor, 
his his mom's passed away a while back. His brother and so it's just him and his son, and his dad. His dad had a mechanic shop or something. So this dude tells us he's been sending us a lot of the tools, stuff that he finds in the garage. Like a, he'll fill up a bucket full of tools and look at him, man. Give me give me the twenty dollars or whatever. Like all right, go for it. So man, we got tools, bro. I like tools. Like you can never have enough tools, you know what I'm saying? Like the Tim man, the tool man. Like yeah, I like, yeah. I like yard Tim, tools man. too. You know, I used to have a, I don't know what happened. I used to have a chainsaw and like all this stuff, but like it just disappears from the garage. Like my brother takes it or somebody takes it and never brings it back. But I love yard tools, pico and an axe. Like yeah, dude. there's no reason for me to not have any because it's something that I should have invested in. A long time ago, like I said, I've always had my own little place, yard, and then I can probably scrape up some extra money for uh, when I'm working. People need their yard cut, this and that, and I and I just will not. I refuse to put money into it. <laughs> like everything I've got was like from a garage sale or something. Like I got me a little bush trimmer and it was mm-hmm. like, oh, five bucks. And yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's just uh, extension cord, you know, no gas. Oh, yeah. But that thing would chop yeah. some stuff yeah. up. And um, a blower I got for, for $20, You just, but you got to plug that in too. It's not, but that thing will blow my whole yard away. So... I, I don't know. You're a greenie now or what? Yeah, it's tough, man. I am. Tesla. <laughs> I was thinking, dude, back in the day, we had a homie, uh, and he had a connect that worked at Sears at, at uh, Town East. And, but he worked in the back. So at Sears, when you purchase something, they, they give you a ticket, and you go to the back part to pick up your, your lawnmower or whatever. And, uh, and, and so, hey, look it up, look it up, what do you want? And homeboy was like, well, he would just say, like, he, I'm the guy that works there, right? What do y'all want? Uh, and, 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 and me and my, and my brother were like, let's get one of them riding mowers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Then a riding mower. All right. Boom, boom. We, we pulled up. My homeboy walked in and, and he had a little, he just had a blank sheet of paper in his hand, like folded. And he walked up and, and the guy met him. At the at the bay door, and and my homeboy gave him that blank sheet of paper. My homeboy looked at it. Oh, okay, and then he gave it back to him. And like if you were looking at the receipt, okay, and then let me go get your product. You know what I'm saying? Came out with the <laughs> with the riding lawnmower. Hey. Dog. Well, we loaded that like in the truck, boy. We tried to <laughs> statue limitations. Yeah, statue limitations alert in Texas. <laughs> Nah, it wasn't even in Texas. <laughs> Anyhow, you know what's next? What's yeah, next? Punishment. Hey, what's next when you got to ride no more? What's next? No. You know, my bad, my bad. What's next when you get a lot of one riding more? What's the next logical Mexican step to take? Uh, Like, what do you mean in the same path of, of lawn <laughs> care or... or? Yeah. So yeah, we started a lawn, a lawn. Uh, we started a lawn in service, dude. Right. <laughs> it was alright. We did a few yards. One then, other thing I've always then we went wanted, bankrupt. One thing I've always wanted uh, to to invest in is is a generator, like a good generator, right? Yeah, we got one, dude. They're awesome, I bro. Still have it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's wrong? 
Yeah, it was like four hundred bucks. But it came in. It came in handy so many Where'd times. Where'd you buy it new? Yeah, brand new. Brand new. Yeah. At uh, wherever the, I think at Home Depot like or something. Two thousand Yes. No, it was, like, uh, it was like five hundred, I think. Uh, gas power. Do you have a an estimation of of like how much gallons it takes to maybe per hour type thing or yeah. something? So so the one we have is one of the bigger models. It's not huge, but it's like the size of a. Oh. It, it's your standard size. So how much gas it, does it hold? It'll hold five gallons. Okay. And and like that five gallons last, I think up to something like ten or thirteen hours, fifteen hours, you know. And look, the one we have, strong, we we fired strong. up our our microwave, our refrigerator, my TV, my mom's TV, my dad's TV, and like an air con an air condition. So like it pumps out some juice, you know. And it came in handy uh, after a few storms, especially in my neighborhood. We the the branch knocked our power line down. And boom, we had the generator. And Do they have yeah. uh, wattage and things like that? Does it say like wattage? Yeah, it'll say like how much it pumps out. Mm -hmm. And then like, like some BTU have... BTU type things? Or yeah. Uh, like well, 5,000 BTUs or well, something? Well, it'll, it'll like... Because... Uh, uh, let me see. Watts and ampage. Wait. Yeah. Um, so, it, it has the stuff on there. I don't, I don't... I'm not... A, I don't know much about like that measurement but yeah it'll have like four big plugs i mean it'll have four plugs to tell you you can feed four big things or yeah, whatever yeah. so in this day and age of uh, survival mode something you should probably think about in the future check out your pawn shops too uh don't disregard those cheap uh you know accessories that you got to you go check out your pawn shop and talk to my boy Lot. Yeah, he's, see if he's, he's gonna, gonna get a deal hooked up. He's gonna be on the show, so well, soon. Yeah. I reached out to him and he said he's down. Yeah, but you know what? So that 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 um, generator costed like four hundred four hundred dollars, and I mean it pay already already paid for itself, you know, because it got us out of two binds like back to back, yeah. uh, two storms that went through and knocked out. The other storm knocked out like the, the the whole neighborhood, so we had juice, you know, and we and we ran in line to the neighbor to the neighbor lady, cause she didn't have no juice. Hey sandwich. All right, so um, does it, what kind of dog is this? Do you know? See, Shinitsu. Shinitsu. <laughs> and uh, I call him sandwich, but it's a girl. Wait, is it a boy or a girl? Girl. It's a girl. And what's her name though? Dallas. Dallas. But see, I named her Sandwich, and she loves me. When I show if you, up. If you're in this household, you got all kinds of nicknames. Like, everybody <laughs> in this household has multiple nicknames. Deep Town. <laughs> Every time I get home, I call her. She's, at, she's waiting for me right there in the backyard. I always call her Deep. I say, Deep Town Struggle. For some reason. I don't know why, so then I end up calling her Struggle. <laughs> Maybe it's because, you know. She, she needs to be brushed a little more, but she it's not our completely our fault because she doesn't like to be, you know, you can get a couple brush strokes in, but then she's she's hitting the corner, you know, she's not having it. And uh, we gave her that respect. You know? I wonder, I wonder how, uh, I wonder if this is a pet lover thing or a Mexican thing or whatever, but because like, 
our dogs have so many names. We have five dogs, so trying to keep up with all their names. I mean, their names evolve just like just like Dean was saying. Mm-hmm. It evolves because you start calling them something, and then a while later, you kind of that something you were calling them evolved into something else. You know, um, and then some dogs like we don't have we don't have na- okay. So we have the we have five dogs. Wait. Yeah, the male dog, he's like a mixed boxer. And uh, his name is Papa Abuelo, right? Okay, so that's his name, Papa Abuelo. But my mom calls him Pulgas. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, my dad calls him Papa. And you know, uh, so yeah, I call him Papa too. So that one's cool. But then we have Boo Boo. And my mom calls her Booba. I call her Booba. Uh, and my dad calls her Boo Boo. Okay, so she's cool. But then Anya, that's my dog. I call her Anya and Stinky because <laughs> she stinks. And my mom calls her Tia Anya and Nyanya. <laughs> but here goes the kicker. There's two dogs that are puppies that were born from, from Boo Boo. And, uh, and one of them has a little dark. They're both tan dogs. Um, and they're mutts, but they probably got some sort of lab in them because they're like half size. You know, they're good, decent size and furry. And and one of them has a little dark, uh, a little dark part on her snout. So my mom calls her ne- La Negra because she has that little black spot on her nose. But she's a tan dog, you know. So my dog is black. You know, you would think La Negra is Anya, but no, La Negra is that blonde dog with the little dark mark on the nose. <laughs> And then the other one is like... So La- that must have came before the, the, the dark one. No, no, no. No? No. The dark... Oh, okay. Anya was already there, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the other one is La Huera because she doesn't have the dark spot on her nose. <laughs> but yeah, it's funny, man. How, Sim- how oh, the names, simple things. How the, how the names evolve, dude. <laughs> so, and and I think... I don't, I don't consider myself like a... A dog person more than somebody else. I mean, there, there's some dog people out there where they'll make you look like you've never been a dog person when yeah. you thought you were. But uh, I, I know, I know my friend Carlos right here has been a, a dog person and and had a lot of dogs. How how many dogs do you think you've had over your lifetime? If you had to just guesstimate, I'd probably say about forty-five. <laughs> now. <laughs> Now, about thirty of them were named Bear. <laughs> now and and why is that? Was that just most of them? I imagine were growing up young, not necessarily in your older age and stuff. Uh, yeah, the, mainly when I was growing up, there were really just guard dogs for the house because the area we lived in strays that came along and about sometimes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we ended up just feeding them, and keeping them, and chaining them up. <laughs> And this was uh, back in the day, different time, and yeah. and dogs were chained up chained and up. and uh, and were used for a lot of times primarily for security. Yeah, and, um, and they needed to be rough. Yeah, that yeah. was that was yeah. the whole point. It was chaining them up. And yeah, them and and I guess it depends a lot on your demographic, where you're staying at, things like that. Sometimes you want your some people have dogs for companionship, and and some had it for for protection. And and if you lived in a rough and tumble neighborhood, there was nothing like a like a that you would appreciate like a good guard dog. 
And at the same time, it could look like you, you didn't appreciate him because of how tough you had to, to help him to be and make him. And, 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 and a lot of the times now it, it's, it's called inhumane and things, you yeah. know? And, uh, and I do agree with a lot of it now too, whereas back then I didn't think about it. I mean, it, it, it was really common, especially in the hood, so to speak, you know, where, where we came out of. Yeah. We they used to have dog fights right there in my neighborhood back in the day, you know, with the pit bulls and stuff, man. I saw one, I was like, oh man, that's bad. I was never really a fan of that. We, I've always loved dogs. And I mean, people do their thing, but yeah, that is gruesome, dude. Yeah, and I don't think any of us, you know, would were are the types that would have enjoyed that then or now. Um, but we're not the the role models for for things either, you know. Uh, we grew up in the rough and tumble things yeah. where where we didn't have everything we needed as as young people trying to go through things and and so in turn this dog isn't going to have everything either and it's going to lack some things but a lot of times it, it it did it was making it together you know uh this dog that came out of nowhere sometimes and entered yours and your family's life and whether it was the kid that looked up at the dad and mom and said can i keep it or whatnot um I know that it felt like we never really had a main dog growing up. Sometimes I never remember having a puppy. I only remember having dogs where they're already grown. It's like I never remember a puppy. It was some some a dog that was like lost where, came, where came off the street. A dog that grew up with y'all for a long yeah, time. Like, not at all. Yeah, it was, had, like they were already smart. Everything you know, we didn't we didn't really have to do much. They would leave if they wanted and they would come back because they would be like well i'm getting fed here i'm getting taken care of but maybe he would leave every day looking for his old house i'm not sure you know we've had a couple dogs like that really smart dogs they're like street wise almost it's like meeting a street person you know and they got all this knowledge of the streets and <laughs> sometimes yeah. these dogs are like that hell yeah as a matter of fact the dogs that we have so the my dad's dog is the papawelo guy the, the 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 male dog and and one of our neighbors his dog had a litter so he gave my dad that dog cuz we cuz my dad didn't have a dog at that point and so papawelo he's old school and then one day it was winter time there was snowing and my dad went outside and outside of the gate there was this puppy just sitting there by the gate and 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 Papa Wello was right there by the gate, and uh, so he brought her in, and that's Boo Boo, that's the female, that's the mom that eventually became the mom of the other two, uh, and she so she came out of nowhere, so she was just roaming the streets and happened to be, and my dad saw her and brought her in because she was a puppy, dude, so like you can't, uh, yeah, I mean puppy at the gate, nah, you can't yeah. just you know, yeah, and then like Anya, uh, she belonged to a client of mine who we became really good friends, this elderly woman that was blind. And uh, Anya, uh, so she actually had another dog prior to Anya, but that dog was tearing stuff up. And, and so what we did is um, a friend of ours, uh, Scott, reached out uh, to this farm 
that uh, that raised dogs and stuff. And, and this particular dog was like a herding type dog. So they took him. Uh, and then one of the Meals for Wheel guys that would bring meals over to uh, Mrs. Ames uh, reached out to, to uh, one of the shelters uh, and they donated Anya to Mrs. Ames. Now Anya's not a, because um, Mrs. Ames is blind, Anya is not a, is not a um, C&I dog, uh, but she took, she took her in because she needed companionship. Um, and then she, passed, she got sick and passed away. But before she passed away, she told me, uh, you know, if if something happened, I guess she knew she was sick, but she didn't tell me about that she was like really sick, you know. Yeah. And she said, she one day she told me, if something happens to me, would you take care of Anya? And and I said, sure, yeah, definitely, I would, you know. Uh, so yeah, so when she passed away, you know, I I got with she didn't have family, uh, uh, so like some friends kind of, you know, did whatever they had to do at her apartment or whatever. And I came and we cleaned up and then I took Anya home with me. So Anya, I adopted Anya after Mrs. Ames passed away. So she's been with me now for like six years now. Nice. Anya, yeah. She's a good dog, man. Stinky. She's a big old stinky doggy, but she's a black Labrador mix, but she looks full blooded lab, but they said she's a mix. Yeah, so see, that's the thing. Sometimes it's not a perfect situation. Like, see, that's a beautiful story. Anybody can hear that. Anybody can know that, wow, this dog had somewhere to go after, after uh, you know, its companion left the earth. And, and then was it a perfect situation? Was where, where maybe PETA or somebody would have uh, rather it went? Like, no, but was it a loving, caring situation off the bat? Yeah. Sometimes it is that. Sometimes it's not the perfect situation and for these dogs. And you could say, oh, well, you don't have the right uh, fence material and the right shelter and the right square rootage of acreage for the dog and, and, and this many dogs. And that's, so that's legit. But but honestly, who's going to step in? And now here we are six, seven years later. Uh, and. And it's like, okay, who's going to step in and say, well, it would have been better off here or there or whatnot. There, we can say that all day long sometimes. You know, would my kids uh, be better off with uh, somebody who had everything to offer that never had to worry about money and all? Who knows? Yeah, in, in particular ways, yeah. Could have had a big old ranch to run around and maybe had a pig friend and everything, you know, who knows? But but uh I think a dog just like just like humans appreciate the person that that, that steps up when when that's all that there was, not not like something that got held in a foster house and wait till the perfect freaking one comes along. And there's some kind of bureaucrat dictating who's the perfect person. And uh, and then I'm sitting here uh, years later, 17, I'm about to be on my own anyway. Like, I never even got the chance to have that 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 feeling. That one commercial with Sarah McLachlan singing and the doggies <laughs> sitting there all hungry. And in the arms <laughs> of an angel. <laughs> 
Yeah, it breaks my heart, dude. Oh shit. But yeah, one thing I I believe is like first of all, you know, there's a connection. I think I don't know there. I don't know how to explain it, but you know, anyone who owns a dog or 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 so you know, there's you, some sort of connection. Do you have a favorite uh breed? Los American Pit. Oh, and, and you're that's like and, and I know right. I know a no, lot of uh, times in the hood we're like uh visual right we, we yeah. like toughness we like sleekness yeah. we like attitude we like all these things and i'm I, and i i suppose that that factors into your 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 reasoning but what is what is your reasoning on you know well um they're good dogs i mean they're loyal they're loyal and they'll back you 100 percent and they have the physical strength, the physical strength to back you. It's not just yeah. like a little dog backing you who will back you too. But this actually got like the strength to make a yeah, difference. Yeah, they don't have little short legs like your normal pit bull does. Mm -hmm. They're they're about the they're height taller. of a boxer. That's right. That's right. That's right. Because there's several breeds, right? Yeah. Like because nowadays they have like the bullies. Those yeah. are like pits, also, right? Yeah, they're more short, scouted. I tell you one thing, they all got the jaw strength. Oh yeah. There's no denying that. You short leg, longer leg, uh they all got the <laughs> uh and and I guess these these this breeds of dogs are, are more known for like a shorter snout, uh highly powerful, yeah. you know. Um muscular upper chest. Oh yeah. man, they look I have a buddy that has a few. Yeah, he has. Yeah. He, has he, ha he actually has an award-winning mom that she already put out a few litters that are like, fuck, like just top-notch bullies with a little stout name. It's whoa, like whoa, yeah. whoa, super smart. Yeah, super, oh, uh, dude. Smart, can can be stubborn if 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 it's not checked at a young age, kind of thing. Yeah. There's a, they're really good dogs and it, it, I think it is all about the upbringing or the training, the training you know, yeah. because you can train them to be attack dogs, but attack dogs that are trained are, are, you know, you tell them to heal or whatever, they're going to listen to, to, you know, your orders, but they could be dangerous, but, but you have to give them the orders too. But then there's other dogs who are, that are just aggressive all the time. Yeah. And you know, those like the only dog, I'm not really scared of any dogs other than, well, I know pits are friendly, but when I see a pit in a yard or something, that's when I'm just like, okay, I just want to make sure because they can be really friendly too. You know, yeah. Rottweilers and they're, oh man, they're great dogs, dude. And once you get to know them, they're scary and sure they can be aggressive if you, if they can be attack dogs, whatever. But man, they are so lovable. They get, ah, dude, I love dogs. Well, that's why I don't really uh, care what the breed is when when it's. Is it cool, not cool? Is it, you know, friendly or not? It, it doesn't really matter the breed to me. Obviously, you understand that, that uh, one, a bigger dog can do more damage than a smaller dog. I mean, we're all aware of that. But uh, there are smaller dogs that are relentless. And they're going to nip at you regardless, you know. And, and large dogs who won't. You know? No, you're good. We're good. Hey, I was I was gonna say something real quick. Uh, I you know I love dogs, but you know when you grow up in the in the hood, 
you know, there's a lot of stray animals, and yeah. them suckers will they'll chase you. <laughs> they roll in packs. Yeah, yeah, they'll yeah. chase you. So, me, I know that in my mind, my mindset, I keep telling myself, if you ever get attacked by dogs, it's go all out. It's it's you or them. You know, like I'm gonna have to, or I might get bit up and everything, and they're gonna get me, but. I'm not gonna lose that battle, you know. Yeah, yeah. And that's been one of my fears of kid with kids, though. Like, I I feel pretty good about myself, you know. I mean, but with kids, that that really worries me, man. Where it's like, uh, my 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 bully used to get loose, and um, it, it would scare the crap out of everybody. And it wasn't. It's intimidating looking. And it wasn't trying to even mess yeah. with anybody, but it would run up to you, a <laughs> hundred miles an hour, run towards you. <sighs> Woo! And I can imagine being on the other end of that because it doesn't look like she's stopping, and she can stop on a dime, right? And so it was just like a hundred miles towards you, and just stop, and she just breathe the air in around you, and then she takes off, <laughs> like she don't care. She's just like, "Hey, what's up? I'm gone." And <laughs> And, and yeah, that that was a. I could imagine being on the other end of that, and I, I've been on the other end of that a lot of times. Um, I don't really know what to tell people of, of what to look for necessarily, but I look a lot, I guess, at their tails sometimes. You know, if it's a little more wagging while they're running up. That's it, a, that's it's, a, that's you know, a it's, sign. It's yeah. just like, hey, I'm. Mm-hmm. I'm coming over here. Even even dogs that come barking, it's not necessarily a big uh, thing all the time. Yeah, I love dogs. That tail though, that tail tells you a lot. If it's wagging, then you're you're probably in good good shape. <laughs> Take a break, right quick. Be right back. We are back on the air. Man, I got a little buzz going here. <laughs> I like that. Because look, this glass is smaller, so when I put the shot, it's like right here. Hell, oh, man. You're trying to get me drunk over here. Sandwich. What are you doing in here? Now, how crazy is it, right? Like, no basketball, no sports, or no. No, basketball would have been over already, right? Or no? Right now, no, it would have been, like, still going? No, yeah, it is, uh, it is still go. I mean, playoffs don't start till about June. Okay. So, yeah, it would still be going. Mm-hmm. It would have been still going. Yeah. Football was over. Yeah, look forward to my uh, my podcast on the NBA during all this. Big NBA head. And uh, then do something on that. Probably have uh, a new guest on. Guy hasn't been here for any of these, but has a lot of thoughts on the NBA too. Big, big basketball fan so i'm gonna talk about that on mind of mankind mind of mankind make sure you check it out we're building an empire here 
Join us. <laughs> Be a part of the movement. Can you dig it? <laughs> can you sip it? If I can. <laughs> Sound effects over here. Um. Earlier, when you were talking about um, when people become citizens, so my dad he he did he did his citizen test uh, a while back. I don't know. He waited. He procrastinates. My mom did it years and years ago, uh, but this dude likes to procrastinate a little bit. But when he when he finally decided to do it, and they sent him the uh, stuff he had to learn, dude, it was it was fun and it was interesting because, you know, he wanted to pass that test. You know, um, you know, of course he loved his country and and I mean, his his heart and his soul belong to America. You know, even though there even though he owns property in Mexico, you know, his his soul belongs to this nation. And uh, it was fun watching him study because he would he would ask me to ask him some of the questions and he'd give me the book. And some of the questions are like, um, you know, um, I mean, all kinds of stuff, really. Not just about the Constitution and not just about like, who was the first president. You know, some intricate stuff like uh, about Roosevelt and like, you know, interesting stuff like that, you know. And, and, I'd, and I'd go through some of the questions and he would study and he would study and he would study. And he was so happy, you know, like that day that he, you know, my dad's old school. He's, he's hardcore. And, but, uh, you know, I can tell there was a little glimmer in his eye that day that he passed the test, you know, and they swore him in as a citizen, you know. And um, he, he liked practicing the oath that he was going to take. Uh, and I love that, you know, because it shows, because my dad came from Mexico a long time ago in the 70s, you know. But, but his whole life, transformed from what it used to be to what it is now and to what it is going in the future. So I'm first generation, um, uh, but um, uh, este, but I can see in him a transformation because he loves this country. You know, he votes and he participates. And he's not just like I was saying earlier about, oh, walk in and, and vote. No, he wants to learn. He likes to learn. When he started studying that for that test, he really enjoyed learning about the Constitution and and the framers and like all this different stuff, you know, because it's a lot of information that they have to learn uh, to pass that test. And I like that. I like that because he's he's a he's a willful participant in in our in our society. He wants to know who he wants to vote for and what they stand for and stuff like that, you know. And I like that. He's 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 conservative, but then I see. You know, sometimes he has some liberal ideas also, uh, but it's good because he, he knows what he, 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 he's pretty, he tries to stay as, as educated as he can on issues, let's say political issues and stuff like that, you know, uh, but it's, I like that. I'm glad, I'm glad he did it and I'm proud of him for being, uh, you know, for taking the test and, you know, and, he, and he's proud. He's proud when he votes, you know, he's, he was proud for the first time when he voted and everything like that, you know, so... So he actually voted for Ted Cruz in the primary, but then he voted for Trump, eh? It's just what it is. We live in reality here. That's the, but I'm, I'm proud of him. I'm proud of, of what well, he's grown 
into what he knows about how our society works and politi- uh, politics and government and stuff like that. I like that. Sometimes I can get into the thought that we're all naturally conservative. We're all... If, and especially maybe if you grew up in a household with the mother and father and some siblings and it was a, a quote-unquote normal family structure, you know, father went to work, mother was a homemaker. I think maybe sometimes these things get taught as conservative things, but that's not necessarily what conservativeness is because uh, you can be, you can have those things and be a liberal thinker and so I've kind of come out of that thing thinking that we're naturally conservative because I think we're in a lot of ways we're naturally what what quote unquote liberal and and, and I guess giving in a sense of uh, and maybe these things are misconstrued like and we try to separate them oh this person cares about race and and uh, and uh, poverty and the minority community and and this one just cares about economics and money so those things can get misconstrued and we we really shouldn't get divided on those lines because you you can obviously be both and um so i think in a lot of ways we're naturally uh uh liberal in those ways to help to help our brethren our neighbors fellow countrymen, you know, um, those things come natural to me and they're not, they're not linked to conservatism or seen as, yeah, Mm -hmm. they're not, they're not linked that way in our, in our society right now. And in our country, they're separated and I don't separate those things, but they're they're constantly trying to have one side or another. This isn't really um, where we have to be a Democrat or Republican. Some people rail against the two party state, and and I agree, you know, with it too. If if uh, to me, uh, say what you want about Trump, but he was almost uh, a independent in a lot of ways. Uh, the Republicans ran against him. Nobody wanted him. The establishment didn't want him. Um, and say what you want about why he joined the Republican Party and, and ran in that way instead of as an independent. Uh, say, well, he was smart in that way because look where it got him. Or say... Um, because, well, because he's snaky and that's what he does. He'll just go with whatever will give him that win and power. Um, but he he is an independent thinker in some ways because we didn't know what he was going to do. He was a Democrat for most of his life. And um, so there is that that turmoil within us where we're liberal and we're conservative and and it's okay it's okay to be both it's okay to to 
to battle within yourself and see where your line is drawn, though, because there's always going to be a line. You can take care of all the people in the world, but there's a line drawn because there's there's a certain uh, amount of people that have to work in order to take care of this amount of people. There's always a line. Like, you can't. It just can't take care of everybody. Like we're we're like laws of economics kick in for mm -hmm. you know yeah for instance. And so we're all going to, but let us have our individuality in that too, per household, per individual, to where they say, well, this is my line. Like, don't judge your neighbor because he has a different line than you because he has a different job than you, you know? Uh, some people go with the 10% rule type thing. Hey, I'm giving 10% of my wealth to to the good of humanity and to this charity and and whoever they choose as an individual but but you know these 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 labels that we give ourselves that we and and you know labels are important at least from a visual standpoint to be able to group you know when you doing a scientific experiment you need data so when we use labels it's sort of like that so when we say liberal conservative you know different people have different ideas of what that may mean but some there is a lot of crossover, like you were saying. You know, some people have a conservative beliefs, but then some, you know, quote-unquote liberal beliefs or left-leaning beliefs or whatever. So there is a lot of commonality between us, but these political types are real crafty because what, 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 what they live off of is votes, of course, and election and power and, and keeping their their positions in wherever parts of government they may work. And by dividing people by color, by race, by money and this and that, you know, to them, it, it's, it's a scheme, not a scheme, but more like a tactic because in, for their goal, for their goal is to get reelected, you know, by promising more money or free healthcare or free college, whatever situations they may be, you know, but because they need to rile up their base and and mind you, I'm talking about political people in general, left and right. You know, they need their, to rather their, ba their base on idea on their political ideas and stuff like that. So you hear certain things from the left, you hear certain things from the right, especially during uh, election season. And you know, and you hear all kinds of all kinds of to well, I'll say craziness because some stuff sounds crazy, but some people think it might be okay. Or whatever it may be, you know, you just hear them promising and 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 planning and everything, and you know. But in the end, if you know what you want and and what you how your life and what affects you and your business or or in your job, not all of us, you know, not everyone's a business owner, but how it affects you and your boss and your family, and then you know, hopefully, you you find people who represent you. In a, in, in, a, in a proper way who know what, what, what it is about you and your family and your savings you know uh, your, your, your college um, savings for your kids whatever it may be life changes life changes really quick we all want a society where all our kids can be educated at the same level everywhere you know all across the board uh, we would like it to not cost anything uh, life changes real quick because there's always a level of consumers and providers. 
and and they can and when it gets out of balance then then you're really not running an, an economic system that that can sustain um if 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 we all you can be on this side right like everybody should be allowed to come here and be free and reach their dreams and and then it's like and then on this side too it's like well we should have free education right and it's like okay so they go together now right you you might be separating them and creating a line in between them but this is still you talking you're saying they go together right this is your whole ideology you have to put it together at the end of the day when you're giving your thesis this is your ideology you're saying we should let people in at exorbitant amounts and not not discriminate in any means and then we should give free college too I so see. I see so it's like here you go um and and, and so now you got a kid too that you want free college for and you want this too so now when they come out where is the job at for this person because now there's a market of so many of these what your kids studied for that there's such a market for it that it drives the price down right because there's a lot of competition mm -hmm. Okay, Whatever so, that so, so you're working against yourself in your own ideology. You're working against yourself. Yes. So just to just to point to what you were saying is so mm -hmm. so a, a certain ideology that falls on these both issues are part of what they believe is the free college and free flow of immigration to a country. So with so there is no amount that they would limit it to. So, so then that puts a strain here on, let's say, the citizenry and the system itself, the education system, because because it's not if even you have about the strain. Like, like let's even say, oh well, forget the strain. Like, we'll handle the strain. Oh, fine. Oh, yeah, we'll handle but, but, the strain. There is a strain, but but like we can't even argue that point. We the have competition. To, we have to say. At the end of the road, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, when, yeah. when your kid mm -hmm. is it's graduating along with the rest of whoever Everybody wanted to come here, in, whoever wanted to yeah. come here, and they mm -hmm. then then it's oh, saturated. And you can you can yeah. you can say, well, let my kid fall where he may. He should outwork this this and that and this and that, right? Oh well, we're talking about a hierarchy now, right? Okay, great. I'm down for a higher, higher <laughs> Let's see, but 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 the laws of market and demand is the same thing with education mm -hmm. and and if I have a degree in a certain field, but there's thousands of other people too. So there's a higher there's a the market gets saturated, you know. So there are these other there are these other laws of economics and balance that have to that have to be. Uh, maintain but, but this is what's great about things too because the world changes so quickly is how i started off saying the world changes really quick so when you thought that an education was everything here we are in this coronavirus crisis and it's not everything now there's these waste management uh businesses able to operate where they didn't have the education that you did they didn't go to college for four years and now they're in debt and all that. 
They actually went into the business field and automatically started working and, and investing their time and their money back into business to, to be in this field. And all of a sudden, now they're the highly sought after. Now, now here you got the, the workers over here highly sought after. So the world can change very quick. When you thought you were at the lower end of the spectrum, all of a sudden you, you jumped levels up. You just got propelled to yes. the top. And, 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 and now, and now your knowledge is, 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 is it's, you know, it's really important to the things that are going on. And, and nobody can just jump in and fill your spot. And you should be you should be feeling pretty good about that. And because your spot wasn't even sought after. Nobody really wanted it. And you might have even been questioning yourself for having it. And, and all of a sudden the script is flipped. And and that's why the the world moves very fast. So be careful what you think is greener on the other side and what you ask for. Because all of a sudden you wanted to be in this field and have the world this way. And then all of a sudden something naturally that you couldn't uh, uh, explain came and flipped the whole thing. And now it's not that you're dumb. It's not that like, oh, well, look at who's smart now. But it's it's kind of like, you know, you forced yourself into a certain way that you can't tell the future. You cannot say what's going to happen in the future. Work hard. Grind. Go for your loves, your passions, and, and 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 sometimes if you don't get it all the way, be patient because maybe all of a sudden here goes this gold that struck, and and now you were the fate you were selling face masks and and it would look like a mundane nothing ass job and I was tired of boxing up face masks and I had boxes of it in my house because all these things I invested in this and all of a sudden now it's like you're 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 a, a great asset to the whole society of the world and now it's like wow hey look at this essential <laughs> dude, dude i like that um so these moments you know uh, i'm an optimist and i think you know we try to be as much as like i know i do um but there's there is a way to look for the good in 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 every bad situation and it's possible to do and it's hard it's not easy but for instance what what dean was just describing i see it as though like because see martin luther king um in one of his speeches or or in a, in a conversation he had forgive me i don't have the, the stuff in front of me but uh, it's well known where he says uh, um something to the point to where it's like if in, even if you're a street sweeper be the best street sweeper you can be, right? And uh, so I think maybe in society we fell in a kind of lull to where, you know, because there have been political battles about fight for 15 and all these people who work, let's say, minimum wage jobs at the whatever, that they're not um worthy of fifteen dollars or whatever it may be right y'all know the fight but that's not what i want to get into i want to get into this feeling about like what dean was just saying is like you might feel as though wherever you are in your position in life right now wherever you're working you know like your value is ah oh, man i'm just a stalker at at the at the grocery store um 
and and there might be this feeling of 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 the worth of the work that you're doing there might have been this feeling let me say better that that the worth of the work that you're doing is not um you know as valuable but then along comes this moment with the whole corona thing where you are seen now not only uh uh in society i mean the media society i mean you have people um in high places that are thanking you i mean of course like our first responders of course they come you know they're always on the front lines uh in our hospitals and everybody but you know now now people are seeing the value in the work that you do you know never mind whether you believe because see i believe in the laws of economics so i would follow the what the laws would lead me to believe as far as how much the value of somebody's work is worth but in the sight in the eyes of society these jobs that were seen as you know maybe not really not really uh in a vocal way but seen as lower you know you're a stalker you're a fast food guy whatever you know we're kind of starting to we were starting to be seen as ah uh, those are jobs of, of of a lower class or something like that you know but like i said along comes this thing and now you're you are are much valued you the stalker you the the grocery stalker you the the fast food worker you know and that's a good thing because because if it brings if it if it brings an internal spark to you and how you feel about your job maybe you were feeling you know that your job isn't so important and that's good and and being able to see the good in in all bad situations you know we can do that and there is a lot of good we can point out so much good that's going on right now whatever we may think about the virus the reaction the overreaction whatever you know, we can see the bad in, in how things are going because, you know, you've heard me rant about uh, about about how these um, governments and politicians are, are, are pushing their, their, their boundaries. But then you can also see the good. You know, we can see families spending time together and everything, you know, um, uh, uh, and then like uh, like I was saying right now and like as Dean was saying, as far as the jobs, those, the jobs, those particular types of jobs you know now people do see the value in you the server uh, at the drive-thru and you know those type of things and the delivery driver and you know so that's a good thing and and we want to be able to see those things too and 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 it's a it's it's kind of like it's kind of like we're seeing these paradigm shifts like just it's so much has changed in the past three weeks like wow you know this is for the history books you know, when it all gets strained out, we'll figure it out. But there's been so many shifts in the paradigm in the past three weeks because of this corona, um, because of this corona uh, issue. Uh, but 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 you know, we 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 learn, we adapt, and um, you know, and it's it's fun. It's it, you know, at first it was worrisome and scary, but like right now, I feel really comfortable that that this is gonna be over soon you know uh the political players they're gonna they're gonna do what they do because that's all they know is politics but we out here the regular folks i mean we're itching and roaring and ready ready to get get back to work like i'm ready to do some traveling i'm ready to you know to spend some money 
you know, I'm 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 ready to just get back 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 to normal. Businesses opening up, gyms opening up, those type of things. So yeah, we'll be there pretty soon, and I have I feel really good about it, you know, because it's like people don't care no more about the lockdown. <laughs> you know, everybody's out. I'm sure today it's Easter. Everybody's out. <clears throat> este, and uh, they're having, you know, they're having, they're having time. Like I'm here, I'm here in the bunker, you know, with my friend, and and you know, we're doing it, and that's everybody. Everybody's getting together to get today, and that's a good thing. People are ready. People are ready, and this will be over soon. But it is good to, it, not good, but you know, living living history. We live history every day. History happens every single day, every moment of every day across the world, in our nation, in our families, in our neighborhoods, our cities. Uh, but this is something that's like going to be in the books. <laughs> this, is, this is for the books, right? See? <laughs> hey, you know what? Yeah, so today is Easter. I hope I hope um, y'all having fun. I know we're having fun, and uh, we're still at it. This is how we do it. This is how we do it. We like to sit back and just ponder things and ponder ideas. Um, it's fun. I like it. There's just so much, and then and then you know, especially if you have a starting point to where like you know how we did early, how we did earlier, and uh, <laughs> there you go. What's up, man? Disappear for a yeah, minute. Yeah, cool leg and shit. <laughs> it's the, um... What was I saying? Um... Bro, what was I saying? Did you, did you leave? No, I was up there. Oh. How does it feel? Is it getting cool out there? It's cool. Damn, yeah. I should have brought a sweater, yeah, man. Yeah, that's cool, oh. man. That sweater was And then the AC was blasting right now. Get <laughs> my sweater, man. It's warm in here compared to outside. My freaking hand is cold. Remember our flannel? You still wear flannels? <laughs> flannels come yeah. on, bro. I usually carry one in the truck, but I think it's in my other truck. Yeah, it's cool, <laughs> man. Is that right, sandwich? <laughs> a little nippy out there. Rain made it cooler. Cooler. Water boy. My dad, though. My dad, he's all worried. Ah, he ain't really worried, but he um he <laughs> he when you go to the store and stuff, he's all like making sure people wearing gloves <laughs> and stuff, <laughs> calling people out. Oh man, pa, it's cool. Hey, how about we just get stuff delivered from Walmart? And yeah, we, we, my mom started ordering stuff from Walmart. Already? Yeah. So they deliver? Yeah, Walmart delivers now. They're, they're, they're turning up the heat on uh, on uh, Amazon, Amazon huh? bro. And hey. you can get anything. that. So, so you know how Walmart has connections? So the same way Amazon, they can get any product, basically. Walmart can do the exact same thing. And that's what they do on their website. So they list, they have a... List of all the products that you can buy on their website, 
that aren't at the store. Oh. And okay. you can pick it up at the store. Like they'll ship it to. Yeah. They, they'll ask you, you want to ship to the store or to your house, and then I, you know, you go from there. But I, I ordered some stuff last time, and then I just went right there to the pickup. Boop. Yeah. You put your little boop 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 little code in the in the screen, and then somebody brings you your your box. Shoot, dude, okay. I love that man. Walmart stepped it up in that. Uh, yeah. Walmart, man, I like Walmart. Walmart's a that's a American American a success story right there. Old I don't know anything Walton. about it really, but Walmart. Sam Walton, man, he was a damn good dude. He was about customer service. Walmart wouldn't be what it is today if it wasn't for his uh, values. Like his visions of vision, There you go. Mm-hmm. His vision. Now, sons took over and they turned it into this, you know. Yeah, you know what? Thing. I've heard. I've heard something like that on one of the radio shows. So, see, I listen to Mark Levin. Y'all guys out there, if y'all want, if y'all don't know who that is, but I listen to Mark Levin and he's brought that up. He's like, Walmart, you know, he's like, the, 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 the kids run it now. Yeah. And they're starting to do like a bunch of different stuff than the way the dad was doing it. Yeah. But Walmart is. You know, because there's this, you know, so there's this kind of beef, like, for instance, and it's kind of exemplatory in the Walmart story, because we hear it sometimes, you know, like, so the argument is something like, oh, well, Walmart comes into a small town, builds their big old store, and now all the little mom and pop shops close, right? And okay, so we live in reality, and yes, that might happen, right? As them. But, but people who point that out might neglect to address the benefits that Walmart brings, right? Yeah. This store employs, I don't know, a couple hundred people, maybe. Boom to the to the to the area, jobs, movement, products, more availability of products, dude. The consumer is the most important part. Now, yes, mm-hmm. if if. If the old mom and pop grocery shop, you know, okay, they've been there for, we've been here forever. I understand, sentimental. But I, as a consumer, you know, I go there, okay, because you're around the corner, whatever. Um, but I want, I want choice, <laughs> you yeah, know? And yeah. when you go to Walmart, you have choice. Yeah, you got dude. options, man. Yeah, dude, that's, that's the beautiful part about it. Yep. You know, so the argument can, can go both ways, but I think if you step back, you, you, you want to look for the benefit, beneficial part. If I can focus on the negative, ah, oh, mom and pop closed down, mom and pop shop closed down, or I can look at the at the benefit, jobs, community. Was that a jet engine or something? Yeah, I thought it was thunder for a minute there. You know, benefits to the community, jobs, and all of this. You know, and I'm more like a, a optimist, and I want to see positive stuff, and you know, as a so I, I rather focus more on the good stuff, but yeah, and those type of things, you know. So you'll see the the example of uh, of like Walmart versus you know mom and pop shops like that. There was another example that I was gonna make, um, but I forgot. But no, but that that's a good one because because you can see sure you can see the effects of of them coming in. Oh, I know what I was gonna say. You can see the effects of Walmart coming into a small town, say. And also, you can see the benefits, but which one are you going to focus on? The, the negative or the positive? And, you know, and there, there's a benefit for us to focus more on positive stuff. And, yes, learn that from the negative, but we want to be here in the plus, not in the minus. Yeah. And uh, so I was going to say, 
as far as when we hear about gentrification, that's another issue, like political, maybe community issue that people bring up all the time. But usually only like loudmouth community activist type people bring it up because because I see it as a benefit to the community. You know, we have an area in Dallas that used to be, you know, low income, run down and everything. But then some developers came in a while back. Yep. They developed it and it's called Bishop Arts now. And now that area is booming. That's the hottest. There was a New York Times article. Uh, the, the hottest neighborhood in America, dude was Bishop Arts because it's booming. booming. And, and this place, fast. Bishop Arts, for those of you who aren't from uh, Dallas or, or from Texas who haven't heard about it, it's an area sort of like, uh, it's not an, it's not an uptown. You know, it's in a suburb. It's no cliff. Uh, but it's really nice. There's restaurants and shops, and now they got apartment buildings. And, I mean, you can go and hang out there, and it's just, it's just so amazing, so fun, so beautiful. Yeah. You know, and then in the neighborhoods, you hear, like, activist types say, well, look at all these, you know, and they always got to put in the race, of course, but I'll say it because to describe what they're saying, but I don't feel this way. But you'll hear the argument being saying, well, you hear all these white people coming into the neighborhood, right? And uh, that's a big problem. Oh, I'll address that in a second. But that's a big problem uh, to think because in that particular, I know this neighborhood because we went, I went to school in that neighborhood. And this particular neighborhood has been poor for a long time. For whatever reasons, right? But people are low income and whatever. They're just living and whatever, right? So so development was never going to occur from within this neighborhood because the people that live in this neighborhood don't have that, that kind of money to develop stuff. So it's going to take outside money to, to come into this area and to develop. Somebody who's interested in, in making an investment in the area. So it always takes outside money in these types of situations, you know? And then the activist types, you know, we, we they call it gentrification, right? Because, oh, now up uh, yuppies or uptown or whatever, white people, quote unquote, want to move into our neighborhood, our colored people neighborhood. Wait, what's the term? Colored people? <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, people of color, <laughs> you know, so they use these arguments to try to, to try to, yeah. to try to pick out the, um, the enemy is the gentrification, you know, the uptown, the, the people coming in. But see, like I was, I was trying to point out, is the development would have never happened from the people that already lived in this neighborhood. So any positive ramifications of this development that is happening now that people don't like because of quote-unquote gentrification that has brought jobs and new living, you know, uh, apartment buildings with five stories, all kinds of, of uh, jobs and positive good for the area. But you always find people, there's pe people can always find the negative in something. When, when you can clearly see the benefits, you know? And that's a problem that we've had here in Dallas for a long time. People who know, who know Dallas is that Jerry World would have been built in South Dallas. And, <laughs> and because the leaders in Dallas at the time, the mayor, they didn't want, what they didn't want? They didn't want all this gentrification and they didn't want all of that. Part, all of that stuff being part of our southern sector, which has been poor forever. forever. And they're always looking for development. And he was gonna, they were going to build Jerry World in south of downtown, right there in one of the poorest neighborhoods. And it would have blew up the whole area. It would have been a blessing for all the people. But why? These leaders who are, uh, who are political hacks and they want to, um, you know, anger people about color and race and gentrification and white money and outside people and this and that. And look at the neighborhood. The neighborhood is barely, is still the same, but now very slowly it's coming 
you know, there's more investment in the neighborhood. And I've seen it happening, and that's a good thing. But it would have been a boom, an instant change to the neighborhood if, if the mayor at the time, what was her name? Uh, uh, Ann Miller. Ann Miller. Uh, Laura Miller. Laura Miller. If if the if she wouldn't have fought against it because she was she was vocal about being against building Jerry World in uh, and then by Jerry World y'all know I mean Cowboy Stadium in South in the southern sector of Dallas what more perfect would it have been bro ah and see and that's the thing that we have here in Dallas is that because look at the leadership and look at what we could have what what the neighborhood missed out on. What Dallas itself missed out on, because now the stadium is in Arlington, which is which is a, a you know a, a couple of cities over, and and they're booming, but because they got uh, the Cowboys Stadium uh, built in their city. Yeah, now you got Troy Aikman who built Texas Live over there. You know, in Frisco? No, right there. Don't they? Oh, right next, there, next to the. Oh, yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. One That's of right. the biggest bars, man. With so I want bars inside there. Uh, dude, they had a. I did a Spartan event at the stadium, right? Yeah. And that, that day, they had an event for the Spartan people at the Texas Live, and I wanted to go. I never, I didn't know what it was. I just saw the paper. Oh, Texas yeah, Live. It's a bar, man. I should have went, bro. It's nice. It's really got nice. Got hammered. I should have went and got hammered. Yeah. Woo! Get hammered. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I did end up catching a case that day. Yep, gentrification, this and that. Nah, man. We don't have money to fix our neighborhoods up. It happens at a slower rate, you know? And if somebody's willing to invest in my neighborhood, I should be happy. But nope, some people, not happy at all. Someone, the developer came down here and took a risk, took a gamble, and he he, he won. He won off that. And, and then, then, then after that, he showed that, hey, you guys can get in on this too. And then, and then let's circle, let's circle, let's come full circle. Now, you know, one of the complaints from city leaders and community leaders is that, is that one of the complaints was, why doesn't nobody want to invest in my neighborhood, right? In this neighborhood here. Why doesn't Walmart want to build it? Because of risk, of risk um, assessment, you know? Yeah. You know, they're in the companies are in the in the in the business of making profit, and you know, and they take crime, high crime rates into consideration on whether they're gonna build a store or whatever. You know, so 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 if we look at, for instance, the the complaints were why doesn't nobody want to invest? Okay, well let's circle around. Why why is there why is there so much crime in your neighborhood? You know, but that stuff that stuff. Is never addressed or never comes up when these issues come up. It's always bad guy, bad guy, investors or white people money or whatever outside money, you know. But how about hey, let's work on our neighborhood, let's work on ourselves in our neighborhood, let's make a better neighborhood, let's make it attractive to to investors, you know. Let's act, let's act right in our neighborhood, you know. How about we do that? And it, it it's hard because we're we're dealing with a bunch of people, but you know a bunch of different families, a bunch of people, a bunch of backgrounds. Uh, but but in some ways, if if the people somehow, you know, like I said, it has to be attractive for investors to come in. Yeah. Or else it's not going to come in. Yeah, if you yeah, if, if if you have a high crime rate in your little area, there's problems that you need to be working on in your little area in your neighborhood. 
or, or whatever, you know? So there's bigger problems. And it's not just about outside money or whatever. But there comes these opportunities that city leaders could have made specific choices that would have really helped those people. Because I understand dude, South Dallas people are poor, are poor and you know they're broke and, and I understand that. We we've all lived we've all lived that. We know what that is. But when there's a when there's a, when there's a um a development of that nature in 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 an area that that would be considered where a bunch of people are poor, este, oh my goodness, it the opportunity for those people just skyrocketed, you know, a thousandfold because of this development. There's gonna be jobs and construction jobs and like everything, everything, everything. But see, our city leaders because they're more, they're more, they were more focused on these racial divides and ideas about outside money, like I said earlier. And that, that, their belief in all that stuff is what made what led them to make the wrong decisions. I think because they could have, if they would have pushed, hell yeah, welcome to Dallas, boom, hey, right here, right here. He would have built it in Dallas real quick, you know. But the competition between the cities, Arlington says no over here, whatever. And then there's over here doesn't seem like they're gonna be interested. Hey, we're just we'll just go over here, all right? Oh, man, wow, dude. I went to one of the Super Bowl parties, man, at the Fair Park. Oh yeah. I was working for a security company that my my cousin owns, and they were doing the security party for, I think it was for Ciroc. No, it wasn't. No, Ciroc was the Jay Z party, not the Jay Z, the party, the P Diddy party, that was in another building. We were at the Fair Park, so so people rented out these big buildings like where they do the car shows. Yeah, yeah. But for a party, like the one we were at was. Somebody sponsored it. It was I don't think it was Ciroc. It was another big uh like alcohol uh-huh. <laughs> name. <laughs> and uh my cousin hired me for the security, right? But he said, Man, I'm gonna hook you up, I'm gonna put you on the floor where you could just mingle and do whatever, right? So I got all dressed up, nigga, three piece suit, nigga, everything. I was just kicking it. Yeah, yeah, and I saw like there was all kinds of movie stars there and stuff. Uh I got to meet uh, uh Nick Swanson. You know Nick Swanson? Uh, he, he, he comes out with, with, um... Hey. Hey, I'm doing this show, man. Te hablo en un rato, sí? Alright. Nah, I forgot where was that. That joint, you like that joint? That's my. <laughs> I tried to find a better one, but they didn't have it. Okay, let's open this up. Uh, cut me in wherever you can. Tester. Testing one, one two, three. Two. Um, here we go. No, I just want to, you know, I'm here on Jay Marie's show thesis, and I I just wanted to say Happy Easter to to my friends right here. We haven't talked about it or nothing. Um, it's, it's, 
It's a big day to me. It's a celebration. You know, it's the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And, uh, you know, our Lord Jesus Christ is resurrected. He has been seen by over 500 individuals, including the disciples. And, you know, seen not as a spirit, but uh, clear as day in his in his perceived known worldly being um and this is history um happy easter to everybody and um i hope everybody is safe and doing well i've i've prayed for everybody who's been sick from the virus and then all the other afflictions that have gone by the wayside because of of this one that is uh, superseded all the others at this time. And, um, we had a full moon on April the 8th. Um, just thought I'd throw that in. Uh, not that it means necessarily anything, but also tomorrow, just to let y'all know, it's, uh, Thomas Jefferson's birthday on uh, April 13th, you know, one of the founding fathers, um, part of the uh, Declaration of Independence, and uh, the third president of the United States, and um, and and started off as, as just a militia leader, you know, and governor of a sovereign state and things. Um, so... Check him out. Do some research on him. It's actually and, a pod that's just about yeah. him. Um, also, uh, I guess there's other um, things going on too around April and everything. Um, so observe everything. You know, respect everybody's traditions and and learn a little something if you can. Happy Easter, man. Yeah, happy Easter. Easter. Man, our time's flying. Rama Navami. When is that? It's it's just like a holiday. That Hindu? Yeah. Why do they celebrate? Oh. Sri Rama Navami. What is that? It's a Hindu holiday celebrated on the day of Rama, the famous ancient Indian prince. Aidoyi, yeah, or something like that. He is revered in Hinduism as an avatar of Vincent. Sri Ramanavani is celebrated on the ninth day of the Navaratri festival. And I was imagining that place. Well, I think there's a few places where it's like, I think it's in India. 
where it looks literally like cut out of a mountain. There's like a big old temple or something where in my mind, I see like Futurama and and like lasers just carve something out of the mountain. Like that. And that's how it looks. And it's a temple. Like And they're celebrating a divine uh, marriage. Uh, Rama and Sita. Uh, the anniversary of the wedding. And um, at least that's... Uh, and uh, and it must uh, vary a little bit from a little bit of location. Because it says in South India on the day of this. So maybe it, it differs a little here and there. But, you know, it's the magnificent ritual of the marriage of the divine couple is held in the church whatever the, their church is so i just started throwing that little information and always just trying to give some things that are just off the bat right and that's how we talk and shit we just keep saying different things and maybe it spurs conversation because somebody knows something about it right. I'm not very familiar with Hindu and Buddhism and or or Islam and and uh, or the Jewish traditions and um, I I barely feel in touch with my own sometimes you know and yep. here we are celebrating Easter and I feel in tune with with what it is and it. To me, it's more of a celebration. It's not the death or the passion yep. and the, and all of that. Um, it is the resurrection. So it, it's a celebration. Um, new beginning if you want it to be. Uh, you come out of this fasting is what. We, we kind of think of it as the last 40 days of what we were kind of doing. We're fasting on things and um, you come out of it oh. and um, and then and then you can kind of well now maybe you're not fasting anymore. You don't consider it fasting. Now it's just part of who you are going into that new beginning. And when does this fasting start? Uh, I don't know the exact date and stuff because obviously things shift a little, I think. But um, it starts on uh, Ash Wednesday. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Lent or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because I remember you saying that. So this time period is is considered for uh, mainly three things, which is fasting... Prayer and alms giving, which is, uh, you know, giving to the poor, your charity, your time, talents, and treasures, and uh, those three things is is what what we do in this, and it's not like um you know. Please don't criticize it as well. Why do that for just forty days and not the rest? No, like sometimes you got to take a certain specific time to hone in. On those things and then in order to to be able to implement them in the rest of the year because that it would be like saying like well why not just do that all year well 
it must be completely easy to you and and all the more power to you but it's not that easy all the time it's not that easy to give up your time talent and treasure all the time the you know uh so so in, to focus in on it and then and also the fasting uh the fasting is just like sometimes a lot of our problems is gluttony you know it's it's something i deal with you know i, I love food man like i'm Dude, I love the way things taste. I, yeah. I'll try anything. I'll eat, you know? Hell yeah. So, so it could be something as simple as that, too, that, that it helps. And and I haven't been doing a great job in that front because we've also been on quarantine. And I just stocked up on groceries and thinking I'm, I don't want to go back to the freaking store, so I stock up, but then I got all these goodies, and it's kind of like, well, dang, you're just sitting there kind of, you know, relaxing a little, you know, watch some movies and, and, and act like you're at the movies and start grabbing some goodies to to munch on. My dad, yeah, he so. always brings goodies, bro. Cookies, candies. Damn, <laughs> yeah, I don't have it. If, if you don't want it, don't have it at all. You have it, you know, you know. Uh, eventually, I eventually ended up eating some. I mean, them little party size Twix and, yeah, yeah, and yeah, shit yeah. like that. Like, man, I got a pack of like 20 Kit Kats, man. Dude. I snack on at least two of them before uh, I go to bed. Around Halloween, I stocked up because I know my dad likes them. And you know how they, they got the big old bags. Yeah. So, yeah, I bought a bunch because I was going to, at the party we were going to, I was going to take a bunch of bags for the kids. And uh, and I I got home and I left. A, I gave my dad a look. Boom, nigga, Hershey's and everything, all kinds of just big old bags full, dude. You know what bag is my favorite? Is the one with it's got the Hershey's bar. They're little, you know. They're not mini minis, but they're they're mini. It's got the Hershey's chocolate bar. It's got the Crackle chocolate bar. The Crunch chocolate bar. And another bar, and I think a Heath bar or something like that, right? But they got all that in there. Those are my favorite candy bars right there, man. That whole bag. I'll eat that whole bag yeah, of Candy, man. Yeah, man. Are you good? You want something to drink? Or no, anything? I'm good. Uh, I'm about to. Uh, I was just, uh, I was going to say, I appreciate that message, uh, Dean, for uh, for our listeners out there. And uh, also, uh, just wanted to add also that, yeah, you know, Easter is, is a special time. Uh, however you may see it, uh, you know, especially what we're going through today, you know, you're with your family. I hope you're having fun. I want to thank you guys for listening, and I thank you for uh, for you sticking with us. Uh, we enjoy uh, this as much as you do, hopefully. Uh, hopefully you enjoy it. I know we do. And uh, I just want to tell you, thank you guys. Uh, please subscribe, tell your friends if you like what you are listening to. Uh, don't forget to check out... Mind of Mankind, Dean, he's sitting right here, say uh, say a little, we're running out of, got a couple minutes, want to say something on the way out? Salutation. <laughs> and Los, of course, the music man, today we were just hanging out, yeah, anything, yeah, yeah. anything? Happy uh, Easter, happy Easter guys, show your support, okay? Right on man, I appreciate that guys, yeah and I want to thank you again, uh, so um. You know, the routine, man. Uh, I want to thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon. So check your feed for new material often. I am Jay Marie. This is Thesis. Everything is everything. Thank you, bro.
And happy Easter. <laughs> Thank you, bro. <laughs> bros and bros. Broettes. Whatever. All right, guys. Peace. Peace.